Oi, oi, what is up? Welcome to another episode of the Never Been Done Podcast. The greatest, worst podcast that nobody listens to in the whole wide world. Cuckoo! It's just terrible. I listen to it. It's because you like you to listen to yourself talk. No, not really. I, I just... I, like, mm, I, who's that sexy motherfucker right there? Oh, yeah. yeah. And then you like it. Mm, yeah, tell me, T-Brown, tell me how much you like it. No. Mm, and you're like, fuck you, Josh, that movie's stupid. Mm, yeah. I do there. say that. <laughs> I just do it so hopefully it gets a, a play. Do you ever just like look at yourself in the mirror and jerk off and just be like, yeah, you're a fucking Jesus, rock star. no. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> Christ. No, no, no. Uh, Christ, no. Eyes closed, but you're listening to yourself. No. No, even He's like, put earplugs in so you can hear yourself a little bit differently? No. No, No, sir. (laughs) That's disappointing. (laughs) It's the truth. (laughs) My voice does not do anything for me. Hopefully it does things for other people. I hate my voice, so... I like your voice, it's fine. I think we all have good voices. (sighs) I've been hearing my voice, like, recorded for so long that it it just doesn't... Yeah, you just kind of get over it. Hi, CBS. Hi. Why aren't you saying words? I think you all had it covered. No, we don't. Say words. There you go. Words. Words. You know it's cold outside when CBS gets the hooded flannels out. Yeah. That's a nice fucking jacket. I like though, it, dude. actually. It looks That's really sick. good. I was going to take it off. It's like borderline, like, got the camo vibe, but it's not camo print. It was, looks classy, dude. I was thinking it doesn't have camo vibe at all, and that's why I like it. There's green, though. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why. It has the some of the contrast colors of... Well, yeah. Black and camo, black, black, light green, dark green, and like faded black. Yeah, faded black screen. It's checkerboard pattern, bro. Don't yeah, mis- I know, but the colorway. Don't put that. Don't put that camo vibe on other people, bro. What's wrong with camo? Fuck off. Don't put that on people. Camo's dope. I like don't, camo. don't you put that evil on him, Ricky Bobby. Ricky Bobby. Any first or last? Ain't first or last. So, um. I was t- I told T Brown a little bit earlier today, but so if you guys did either any of you guys watch my story on social media? The Which one? Oh, no. I'm- the money? There's like a money one? Like no. The, like, no? So anyway. Oh, with Nate about Nate? Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. You guys want to know the story? Because nobody listens to this. Yeah, what'd you bet him? So <laughs> so little so little backstory. Um I have like the adult chefs and then like the baby chefs. And sure. Nate Tyler, like, I call, he's one of the baby chefs. He's only 21. Some years back, when he started at No Coast Grand Junction, he was like barely 18, and he started dating one of our bartender slash servers, who was just a fucking terrible- Hold on, stop! Shh! Just stop! You don't, you don't know. He did not get back with her. No. No, 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 no. No, but anyway. I know where you're going. He was, he was with this chick, and she was, like 10 years older than him and it's kind of fucking I'm pretty sure he like lost his flower to her and then like um you know just kind of like could control him because he was 18 and she was like 28 and it was just like she finally got tired of fucking it's like having a little puppy dog chasing him around because like as some people do they get a puppy then the puppy starts shitting on the rug and then they're like I don't want to like deal with this anymore so he like Lost his shit and would come to work all wasted and come to work fucked up and fucking like just be, just like super super self destruct mode like pick fights with her at work and all sorts of shit. Almost lost his job, almost lost everything. Tried to come to my house super early one morning, called me all fucked up because he'd been doing coke all night and drinking. He called me too. And then got a DUI and like just kind of like almost like fucked his whole life up real bad. Kind of re- recovered. He's been doing fantastic. Became a chef. Like I'm teaching him to do sushi. He's like 
you know, he's, he's a lead in a lead position. He like helps manage and stuff. Like, like he's really be, becoming a fucking man. So anyway, we hired this new server who's 10 years older than him. She, and he's now 21 and this chick's like 31. And like, like I, I, I went, I went up to him last, like last week, Tuesday or whatever. He came into work early and I was like, Hey man, how's your weekend? He's like, pretty good. Like just hung out with a bunch of friends and stuff like that. And I was like, yeah. Any ladies? Like just kind of just like talking shit to him. Cause I didn't know anything at this point. And he got this look, this, the, his, you know, cheeks got a little rosy. He's like, Oh shit. Nasty's hooking up with some ba- ladies. You know, like he's not good at hiding that shit. And then I was like, who is it? And then he was just like, Oh, I mean, um, and I was like, somebody I know, isn't it? And he's just like, I mean, I was like, fucking, and I said the chick's name, which, no, she doesn't listen to it, her name's Victoria, so fucking, uh, I was like, oh shit, dude, are you fucking kidding me, you didn't do anything yet, did you, and he's like, well, no, no, we're just friends, man, like, nothing, we just, like, kind of hung out a little bit, like, nothing happened, we were just friends, and I was like, well, man, she's fucking ten years older than you, and you guys work together, you've been through this shit before, like, you're gonna fucking, like, You've been here before. Please don't make that same decision, like bad decisions that you did before. Like, please don't do that. He's like, I'm not going to do anything. He's like, I bet you, like, don't fucking tell me you're not going to do it. Like, I see that shit in your eyes right now. You're going to fucking do it. He's like, I bet you I won't. And I was like, okay, what do you bet? And he's like, I don't know. I was like, a hundred dollars. And he's like, okay. And I was like, no, I'm fucking serious. I guarantee you. And I'll even give, I'll even put a time limit on it. And you could wait till the last day of the month and then fucking do it and get your hundred dollars. Cause I bet it'll happen before that. He's like, all right, deal. Shakes me on it comes to work yesterday and i'm like i could see it in his fuck out he's like beelines it for the inside of the building pretends like nothing like i was like nate and he like did usually he says hi to me and shit doesn't even fucking acknowledge me i was like motherfucker and i'm like nate and he's like what i was like what'd you do this week and he's like i didn't do anything okay and then like <laughs> fucking ba- baby t goes like so i dropped victoria and nate off at his house the other day oh, the other night and i was like i fucking knew it and he like lied to me about it at first and i was like and i was like man i just thought you were more of a man than that like i thought like You've be, you've come so far along, like we don't fucking lie to each other. There's standard, just us men don't fucking lie to men about shit. And he was just like whatever, and then he like disappeared for like ten minutes, and then all of a sudden he comes back to me and he like grabs my hand and slaps money in. He's like, don't fucking tell anybody. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to bet easiest hundred dollars ever made. Oh, Nate. <sighs> so there you go. Hundred dollars, and I told him I'm gonna. I'm Let's gonna, hope he, he it's a hit it quit it situation. I don't know, but I'm gonna I'm gonna buy a one hundred dollar bottle of whiskey with it, and I'm every time I take a, I'm gonna take videos of me sipping and I'm like, mm, victory tastes so amazing. And I'm, just <laughs> and I'm just gonna send it to him and like post it on my stories and tag him on it every single time. Yeah, I was like, I really thought that the you know next time that happens, I want side action on it. Side action. Everybody try to get side action. Nobody like. Why can't I? You could. I could have. I guess. I don't know. What do you want me to do? I would have thrown another hundred at that. Then he—he's not willing to pay two hundred dollars to something. Hmm. I think I think a hundred is a lot for him, but probably yeah. Hundred dollars was a lot to me when I was twenty-one. Yeah. I mean, it still is. Say yeah. So that was my week, so far. Sounds like a good week. Now you, CBS, how's your week been, man? Um, uh, distribution from Random House is terrible, so that's not good times. Lots of disappointed people, and 
including me, so, you know, it's good times. Fantastic week, like always. Disappointed customers? That too, yeah. I was going to say, if it's them, just fucking... Yeah, it's not just... You got to blame it on your supplier, dude. It's not your fault. Doesn't doesn't change the situation. The more you make it known, the more... I mean, it can. I mean, they're all aware. I mean, as far as situation's concerned, but it doesn't change the... Doesn't change the situation. Yeah. So. Yeah. Good times. Good times. Noodle salad. Marvel and their best decisions. Awesome. Best decisions? Yeah. What's their fault? This is happening. Mm. Gotcha. So. Yeah. How's the male life? The male life's fine. Same old, same old. Um, I called out sick on Saturday, which was fucking awesome. Hung out with my wife, watched Ted Lasso most of the day. Um, also missed all the ballots that went out, which was fucking great. Right. It was great. Um, yeah, my life's fine. Tuesday sucked because it's a day after a holiday, so it always gets super fucking busy. But we didn't, it wasn't too bad. Columbus Day, for some reason, is like the worst day of the fucking year. I don't know why, but we end up just having a bunch of fucking people and, you know, because anything after eight hours... That's why my mailbox is so fucking full. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Yeah, we just get a fuck ton of mail. Tuesday's... Yeah, Tuesday's tough. Because I didn't check it yeah. Tuesday. Checked it today, and I'm like, fucking stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck ton is of, going yeah. on? Ton of, sh- ton, of, <laughs> ton of shit went out. Went out Tuesday, so... <clears throat> um, Yeah. My life's good. Got a guy retiring, which means I move up on the list, so... Where are you at now? <gasps> With him moving up, I think I'll be five. Okay. <coughs> five close. Left, five left before you get your own route. Correct. Before I get my own route. Yep. And then you always just get to do your route in the yeah. Day. Yeah. Then, then I get. Then I'm. I'm. I mean, in February I'll be what's considered a, a career employee, so I'll get uh, better benefits, better pay, no matter what. Six. Yeah. Once you once you put in two years, they changed it. They used to they used to just be like book it, not until you get your own route. And then the union stepped in, and we renegotiated our contract with the United States government. And said, hey, this is what we want. And they said, all right. So now, after two years, you're considered a permanent employee. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, benefit, better benefits, better pay, uh, sick time, uh, 401k, vacation time, all that jazz. So all the shit you need. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It, it gives me a, a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Until I get my own route. So, yeah. And the way it works when you're like the number one person, the next person to go, you get that route. Is that how it works? No. So it, um, it's all based on seniority. Seniority. So, so you start with the shittiest route. It's just what's available. Some people don't want to let go of their route. Some people do. Um, so someone. So all right. So someone else has an opportunity to get a better route while giving theirs away. Absolutely. And yes. that's where you yep. would. That's, okay. Yeah. I gotcha. All right. Yeah. I have the best mailman in the world. Yes, you do. He's fucking awesome. He's fucking awesome. Should we get the elephant out of the room since we're talking about a guy who loves sports? Oh, yeah. We're doing Ted Lasso tonight. Oh, I was going to talk about John Gruden. Oh, yeah. John Gruden got fired. Well, he resigned, but... Tell me your thoughts. I haven't talked to you about it. Uh, I am weirded out that of all the names that were... they 
when they gave all the inf- emails out to the newspaper, his name was one of the only ones not redacted. Like they like put lines through the names and stuff and the email at the contact information and stuff. For, oh, really? Because he wasn't part of the investigation because the, the all the emails are based around the sexual assault and sexual harassment allegations on Washington football team. So they all came from yeah, that. What's he, the what's the guy's name? So that's where it started. Yeah. Okay. And he's just in email. They just they just took all the emails back and forth between Dan Snyder and all that shit. And his brother was the coach of the Redskins, you know, like slash Washington football team. Hmm. But like so for a while, so he was emailing back and forth and had a relationship with them when he was, you know, whatever. But uh some of it I'm like I'm kinda like whatever about. Um Others, I'm like, that's, yeah, you can't get away with that. Right. I mean. Like the cheerleader thing? Mm, calling the, calling the commissioner a pussy and then, um, homophobic slurs because he's <clears throat> irritated that he's, feels like that he, he's forcing other teams to draft people, uh, like, homophobic slurs i'm like that's a little rough like you can't i i especially because he has somebody on his team who's the first out out defensive player in the nfl on the raiders and so it's like i don't know if maybe it's enough for him to be canceled as a coach but like he lost his locker room i think because of that oh sure yeah And, and i think that the only thing to do at that point if you care about your team in any way shape or form you could tell on sunday that they weren't playing for him it was no, it was very noticeable to me. Like they were dropping passes, like they were, it just, you could, you could tell there was issues. And like, I think that if you give, if you give any kind of a fuck about your team, about the team that you're currently coaching and this stuff comes out, you have to step down. That's my opinion. You know, I think everybody in their life has done or said something probably one point or the other in this current cancel culture that they deserve to be canceled for. Um, 110%. Absolutely. You know, People say and do things in different situations, especially in locker rooms. It doesn't make it okay, but it doesn't mean that the guy needs to have his life completely uprooted and destroyed, which is what's happening to Gruden. Um, I don't understand why nobody else in those emails has their name released. I think that if anything, that unless it's an ongoing investigation, there's potential legal ramifications for it, and that's why they have to keep the names quiet for the time being. I think all of the names should be re- released. Oh, yeah. That's my biggest issue with the whole fucking thing. Is this like, why is John Gruden the only one coming out of this situation losing when it's about sexual harassment, sexual assault charges against people in the Washington football team organization? That's my frustration. Hmm. I can understand that. Yeah. You might be right though. If they're continuing, it's a continual investigation. Maybe, maybe that's why the NFL. But even if that's the case, it's a little premature to let any of that out in the world. If it's if it's all part of a continued like ongoing investigation, why did any of it come out? If not all of it, Gruden was like, they're dealing with a basket of fries, and he was the accidental curly fry. Hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. I think that's what's happening. Okay, that, like you know, and it's maybe the rest the of it has not shed I, light yet. I was gonna because, say, but did, it will. Did it get leaked, or did someone? I th- I was under the impression it got leaked somehow by somebody. I think that the emails were given to the New York Times somehow. I mean, Freedom of Information Act. It was a, it was a 
it's an ongoing story of some sort because I didn't even hardly know anything was going on with that. But if there's sexual, any kind of accusations centered around an NFL team, you think it would be huge news. So what were the sexual allegations against? I only read the racial. That's the only thing I saw was the racial. Uh, no, no, no. Like, I guess somebody in the Washington football team club, like in Washington, like some secretaries or some trainers or some something, somebody like either sexually assaulted or harassed these women. And it was talked about in, in like, so all these emails were pulled as evidence because it was discussed, I guess. There were, there were pictures somewhere of cheer, <clears throat> cheerleaders' asses being emailed around to you. Oh, wow. Yeah, stuff like that. So wow. there, there was some things going on, and that's what they were investigating. Okay. And, and John Gruden doesn't have anything to do with that. Got it. Well, it's unfortunate, but I'm with you. I, I highly doubt that he is completely canceled. I hope he's not completely canceled again. You know, we all we all make mistakes, but I mean, you, you don't want the guy to, you know, you don't want it to ruin someone's life. I get it. You make your mistakes and you take your licks and you move on. And hopefully, he can. Was the majority of everything they found of his still literally a decade ago? Yeah, that was the other thing. It's over the span of seven years, I guess. Okay, so for starting in two thousand eleven. So until- oh, so so until, so there was more recent stuff. Yeah, okay. but I think it was all still when he was in the broadcast booth, though. Right. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't a coach at the time. Not even, that it. Not that it matters. But even then. Like, they, they're they saying that, like, the De- Demarius or DeMarcus, whatever, the, the NFLPA guy that he was talking about, he just said he has lips like a Michelin tire. Yeah, I saw that. And, like, <laughs> yeah. okay, well. Sorry, that don't. just made me laugh. I mean. So, but the thing with that is, is it was explained to me, like, and I read something about it, too. And like, somebody explained it to me differently. And who, uh, somebody of color, actually, and somebody wrote about it an article about it that that's that can mean like rubber lipped which is means like that they like they've that they they speak out of both sides of their mouth two-faced yeah so like that could mean something else too so that's not necessarily a racial thing sure right so but it 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 wasn't that that bugged me i think he could have gotten away with that just fine and it could have been like explained it was basically like like you can bleep this out if you want cbs but like he said it multiple multiple times got it like in a very derogatory way about multiple people got it and then talk down about like how the commissioner is a fucking pussy for allowing women to be line judges or official officials mm. in the nfl like said all sort of pretty wow. pretty sexist shit so it's just like if you're gonna have players who on the back of their helmet say making the change right. no, no, all this kind of different things you can't fucking have a coach saying those kinds of you just can't do it i agree and i'm sure i'm i mean the fucking Saints got their whole team got the death yeah. penalty for a year just for like bounty. Yeah, for bounty game, bounty which gate. is something that every team does. Yeah, they just got caught. You know, like Tom Brady got and the Patriots got a whole bunch of stuff done to them for like supposedly underinflating footballs, which is like it wasn't. There was proved that they didn't really do that. That it was like the temperature could have caused that. Right. So like, which was a documentary that we talked about. So yeah. I mean. The NFL goes over and above, and if they if they want to be held to the standard that they, they're proclaiming to move towards, then they need to they have to do it. And John Gruden is uh, unfortunately, I feel like John Gruden is just one of the people who it's that old blood that has got to go away. Like that that attitude, those things, like some things you just you got to stop saying. Like right. it just you know it is what it is. Like it's derogatory shit, and like quit being a fucking caveman and like move out of it. Sure. Well, and just like you said, especially with a you know an open gay player who. You know, got a, 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 I mean, he came out as, you know, an openly gay guy 
and it went completely fine. You know, every, yeah, and, and that's great. I mean, no one, you know, made a giant deal about it and, you know, Oh, you know, it, it went well. I thought it went really well. And, you know, his players have, his teammates have his back. I thought his coach had his back. And, yeah, I mean, especially if you have somebody like that that's going to be, you know, a, a semi-high-profile kind of guy, yeah, you definitely can't have a head coach who's, who's used um, those kind of words for sure. It's unfortunate. And you, so the, the assistant's taken over? Yeah. Do you know anything about him? Mike Mayock had a press conference today and spoke super glowingly of him like that. He's. I thought he was the special teams guy. He's just assistant coach, uh, like the assistant head to the head coach, and he might be special teams as well. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. you have multiple duties. Uh, well, good. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But I again, the same thing. I mean, I I hope it doesn't. Just like you said, I hope it doesn't cancel his whole fucking life. I mean, you you can make a mistake. I hope that he you know finds a job somewhere and you know. Well, I, I don't care if it's coaching Internet. little league. The Internet is a brutal place. Yeah, that yeah. You, well, you just. You don't have to condemn somebody forever for, you know, making a mistake. People do that. Yeah, yeah. We'll just have to, I mean, Kevin Hart almost got canceled for shit that he said True. like zillion years ago. And like, it was like, come on. You know, I mean, again, if it would have been like one thing, again, my, my biggest frustration with all was like, why is nobody else being named in this? And like, what were the other people say when he said those things? Like, there's, there's two sides to the conversation and why is nobody else being talked about? Hmm. You know, maybe it's because they're not as high profile, but it doesn't matter. Other people should be, it can't just be him. And it seems odd to me that like, that's the only person being named in this whole situation. Yeah. Everyone has to be held accountable. Yeah. I think they said that there's like, what, like (coughs) 50,000 emails or something like that. There's a lot to come through. Like, give me a fucking break. There's other shit going on that like we should be able to hear about. Sure. So. Hmm. All right. So you can get through all those things, but they can't get through Hillary's emails. (laughs) She destroyed half of them, so. Oh, right. Smart. Yeah, yeah, she, things, yeah, she got rid of a bunch of them. Yeah, because things just go away in the yeah, internet, yeah, too. Just leave. And then Randy Moss cried and said, I can't believe we're going backwards. And my first thought was, yeah, we're going 10 years backwards. Yeah, right. I, I thought that was a little much. I, me personally. I thought that was a, a little. I, uh, don't get me wrong, I like Randy Moss just fine. I just thought it was a little over the top. Yep. Hundred percent. That's all. I, I like. It bugged me. Yeah, that's all. It 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 seemed not. It, it seemed. And it dis- didn't bug me because he's black. No, it's it bugged me because anyone that would have said that shit, it would have fucking bugged. Me. Yeah, it, anybody could have said it, and it, I, it still would have been felt disingenuous to me. It, it would have felt. Uh, yeah, that's just the way it felt. It's like okay, we get it. This is one guy. Well, and then the whatever the. The blonde chick that was on the show started tearing up a bit too, and yeah. I'm like, "Bitch, you shut the fuck up!" Like, <laughs> come on. You probably grew up rich as fuck, so you know. Right. I don't think the NFL is going backwards. They're trying to fix a mistake. Like, let's move forward and figure it out. But, anyways, so that was test run adventures and cancel culture <laughs> pilot. <laughs> Seriously, no. Man. If we if we do that. Even though I'm saying this on a recording right now, if we do that, we gotta, we gotta use have fake, voice fake boxes. Names. Yeah, use fake names, voice boxes. Yeah, yeah. Maybe use a VPN. So no one knows. There, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> Come up with cool names. So you ready for your report? God fucking damn it! <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh. I'm ready. You ready for it? I'm ready. And? 
Maximum Overdrive is a piece of shit. <laughs> no, it's not. Yes, it is. Even fucking Stephen King, who directed the goddamn movie, said it was. On top of that, he was in cocaine rehab for some of this film. Perfect. What do you mean, perfect? I cannot believe Marvel allows this movie to exist in the world with with one of their characters on the front of a fucking truck. <clears throat> The, the, the only redeeming factor to this movie is that ACDC does the soundtrack. That's about it. I think it's fantastic. Of course you fucking do. Does anybody, everybody else here like it? I'm going to say I like it, but it was. It, 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 I think it's 98% nostalgia. Right. I mean, 100%. Well, he doesn't have that. I don't. This is my first time watching it, and it's a garbage you gotta, movie. you got to watch it with that part of that in your brain, though. No, you, can't you, to, like, you told me to come into it like Tremors, so I did. Tremors is... <laughs> Well written, well directed. If you, went, if you went and watched Tremors at the movie theater right now, you'd be like, "That movie kind of fucking sucks." No, Tremors is funny because because it, it's nostalgic to you. No, Tremors is funny. It's clever. It had le- the idea at least makes sense. You never figure out in the movie that they're fucking aliens until the end of the goddamn movie. Yeah. Just it's it. I'm no longer gonna watch shit films unless you're gonna start watching something with me every week. I always watch the same film with you, though. You watch Maximum Overdrive this week? Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. I almost did. All right. All right. Okay. Okay. That makes me feel a little better. <laughs> and it's kind of hard to find, like, Halloween-esque like, no, movies during the month of October for you to watch. I get that. And some movies, like, I've been like, oh, watch this, and you've already seen it. So it's just it's like... It's true that it, this was just a poor fucking movie. Most of the time when we talk about old movies, you haven't seen them. That's, that's why, like, you're, that's like when you and your wife would be like, Josh has to watch something that I picked. No, because I've probably fucking seen it already. I think I could find a couple of things that you haven't seen. Alright, if you can find something that I haven't seen, I'll fucking watch it. Unleashed. I've been begging you to watch Unleashed for fucking weeks Is that now. the Jet Li one? has got a point. Yes. I've probably seen With that. With Bob Hoskins! I've probably seen it, because Craig used to watch that shit all the time, and I've probably watched it, I just, like, don't have it, like, so ingrained in my brain. Mm. Is it Jet Li? Yes, okay. Jet Li. I was yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this movie's garbage. Sorry. And it's the only movie that he's ever directed, Stephen King, and he even says it's garbage. Oh, you know what I watched instead of Maximum Overdrive? I was about to choose that, because I was like, what old, like, kind of horror movie could I watch? I went way further back and watched Creature from a Black Lagoon. Oh, the event original one? Yeah. That's a good one. It's good. Never seen that either? What? Nope. Dude. I Classic. Watched, I watched Shaun of the Dead on your playlist the other day. It was fucking great. Oh, yeah. For it's sure. fucking brilliant. Yeah. So, it's a terrible movie, and I can't believe it exists, and it's <laughs> garbage, and it's... Oh, whatever. It, it's not that fucking bad. It's really bad. I don't know if... I, I'm trying to think of it. Uh, Lost Boys is better than this movie. Well, no shit. Lost Boys is a classic. Lost Boys at least... Like, Lost Boys is like a fucking very huge blockbuster movie. It was it was huge. Okay. Anyways. Wait, what are you giving them? Because I've got, if you need some ideas... Older Halloween-ish? Oh, the one I just... Okay. Cre- yeah. Cre- creepy stuff? I've got some 80s ones I bet you if haven't you ha- seen. I, you may have seen this next... The, the, the movie I'm going to give you, mm-hmm. you may have seen it. Okay. Because if you haven't, it's kind of weird because it's a fucking, it is a, it is a classic. Okay. And it's amazing. Okay. It's 1988's John Carpenter's They Live. I have not seen They Live. So good. Okay. I do like They Love. 
Roddy Roddy Piper stars in it. He's <laughs> like, oh, okay. Listen. But he's actually really good. Is there a semi-truck in this fucking movie? Mm. I'm sure there's one somewhere. But the main character isn't a semi-truck or doesn't drive a semi-truck. I'm no. sick of semi-trucks. That's I all I'm saying. I could see Rowdy Roddy driving a semi. Yeah, that, that's the first thing that comes to my mind. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. Like, that would make a ton of sense, actually. Um. They live. Oh, yeah, he just. Live. I just made sure he put it on. I there. just put it on like two days ago. That's John Carpenter, man. Come on, Ray Piper. You know, I. Oh, okay, yeah, no, I have not seen this. Um, you know, my only, my only really um exposure to John Carpenter is, uh God, what's the vampire? John Carpenter vampires. And I, I didn't super like that movie. Oh, it's got Keith David in it. I, I'm interested in that. He's the other lead. I love Keith David. He's awesome. Um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like vampires because it went a lot into like the what is it like the psychological connection between somebody you seen that Big bites Trouble you. Little China. John, he did, he did that. I thought he was a producer on that. He might have been. I don't, I don't know that. I, I don't know either. Um. Anyways, yeah, no, I, I that was years and years and years ago. All right, they live. Nineteen eighty-eight. Who directed this masterpiece? Carpenter, Carpenter. directed it oh, too, right. right? That's why you said Carpenter. That's why you said that. I'm an idiot. Heard it here first. <laughs> That's funny. You didn't like Ghost. You didn't like Escape from L.A. Even if, or you haven't seen Escape from L.A. Or Escape I from love New Escape from L.A. and That's Escape him. from New York. That's, well, and that's he did true. direct Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, he did he. And Starman. Oh, yeah. Don't and Christine. Don't and The Thing. I've seen The Thing. And Halloween. Yeah, Va- Vampires, 1998. That's the one I was looking at. I love Escape from L.A. I love Escape from New York. Did we haven't done Carpenter yet. Nope. Sure haven't. A- oh, the original Halloween. We should do him next week since it's like a Halloween month. We should do like a scary, like a Halloween-y director. It's a lot to watch, though. I bet I don't uh, have... Eight, 18 movies. I probably don't have half of his shit. You probably have most see. of them. Ghost the ones that matter. Mars? All right, I'll tell you Ice what Cube. I have. Ice Cube! Yep. Anyway, They Live. Check it out. All right, I will watch They Live. What's it about? Let's see. Uh, okay, they in- influence our decisions without us knowing it. They numb our senses without us feeling it. They control our lives without us realizing it. They live. Is it a takeoff like the Body Snatchers? No. No. Oh, okay. Let's watch it. Oh. <laughs> Just curious. I don't think I have Christine either. Or no? Starman. The original Sultan Precinct 13, 1976. Hmm. In the Mouth of Madness. That's a good one. You know, I don't think I have Village of the Damned either. I'll download some of these okay. tonight and then... Try to have them up by Friday. Okay. All right. They live. As long as it doesn't have a fucking semi truck in it, I swear to God. There might be one in one of the scenes, but he doesn't right. have one. I'm just saying, like everything is. It named- happens in the city in L.A. There's going to be a semi truck. I get point. that. I'm just everything was about trucking or giant trucks or. It's I like you're comp- just, it's like you're compensating for something, Josh. I think that's eighties regardless. Yeah, it's not that's that's a thing. I get it. It doesn't mean I have to like it. Okay. Emilio Estevez looks so coked out of his fucking mind in this movie. Everybody does. He everybody, probably was. Yeah, everybody was coked out of their mind for this movie. 
I did. I actually the M60 that kind of twirls around and is like you know attempting to shoot them was kind of cool. The gas in the eyes kind of fucked me up. No, that was that was yeah I, yeah that was kind of crazy. You know what the other redeeming factor was was the guy who played the owner of the truck stop is Commissioner Gordon. That was the other redeeming factor. Oh yeah, he's the original Commissioner Gordon and all the actually he's in all, in all the Batman's up to forever. Oh really? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Huh? Yeah. Just picture him with a must- big mustache, and that's him. Weird. Yeah. I forgot. I forget his name. But Gary Oldman? No, 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 no. In in eighty nine. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah. Batman, re- Batman, Batman Returns. Batman, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, I see it now. Forever, and then. What am I missing? Batman, Batman and Robin. Robin. Batman and Robin. Yeah, he's Commissioner Gordon and all this. <clears throat> Which right. I thought was cool. So that's out of the way. Thank God. Ready for some news? What's in the news, bitches? So I'm gonna lead with this because this was like the biggest news of the week that I that I knew. Mm-hmm. We've been talking about this for fucking ever, and it's that uh, Will Will Poulter is going to play Adam Warlock in Guardians of the Galaxy three, and I don't know how I feel about. That. I like it. I know how I feel about it. As I look at images, sometimes I'm like, I can see it, and other times I'm like, what the fuck? He has range. I like it. I just picture him in fucking, what's the one with Sudeikis? Oh, we're the Millers? Yeah, we're the Millers. See, that's not his best representation. He's been in some good shit. What? The Revenant? I don't remember him in The Revenant He was the kid in The Revenant. You Um, You know what I remember him from? What? He's Joker in Gotham, and it's a fucking travesty. Oh, well, that's Gotham. It's really bad. No one's good in that. Fair. (laughs) Fair. Not wrong. Yeah. It's it's hokey. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I see see the facial features. Like, you picture him with, like, a nice, you know, long golden locks and kind of a yellow tint to his hue to his face, and... If they if they go that direction, and I I see how they got there. I think he hasn't worked with a lot of talented directors yet. Mm. So they say he's really good. Is he the one in Shameless? No. Mm-mm. Oh, he's not the kid in Shameless. Uh. Uh-uh. Huh. He's been in some horror movies that like I thought he was the only good part of it. Too. He plays the little bastard cousin in Chronicles of Narnia. Um. We had the Millers. He was in Midsommar. He was in the Maze Runner movies. Midsommar, he dies pretty quick. In yeah, that he's not in it very long. Yeah, Revenant. Kids in Love. I don't remember that movie. But it looks familiar. Anyway. I... Oh, he was in Bandersnatch. Yep. Bandersnatch. That's right. That's what I was trying to think of. Anyway, I'm not sure how I feel about it because Adam Warlock's one of my favorite Marvel characters, and I'm like, mm, I don't know if I like him enough. Trust, just trust Gunn. Yeah, but he's not. I don't think he has anything to do with the casting, does he? Or maybe he does. I'm sure I'm he does. Talking directing. That's I'm true. sure. I'm sure he does. I'm sh- yeah, I'm sure he's got. I'm. I'd be surprised if he didn't have any something to do with the with the. What's his fucking name again? Will Poulter. Will. P O U L T E R. I just, I think he looks too little boyish. And like, Adam Warlock's supposed to be like the perfect, like he's supposed to be like, the perfect specimen. I don't know. 
We'll see. I mean, I, I'm not doubting it, but. <laughs> so, of course, someone did that. <laughs> that one got bit on the balls by a spider. <laughs> That's clever. <laughs> hmm. Well, I, again, just like you said, James, James Gunn, I think, knows what he's doing. So No hopefully. regrets. No regrets. Really? No, really, no really. regrets. Not even one? Not even one. <laughs> Uh, what you got, T. Brown? Christopher Nolan Oppenheimer has officially casted Cillian Murphy for his next film and has a 2023 release date, July 21st. Big news. It is big news. Hopefully it goes well. Um, I'm Cillian Murphy looks just fucking like him almost. I always say his name wrong. You're right. He he does look just like him. And there there's a guy who has range. Killian definitely has oh, yeah. a lot of range. I'm excited to see him work with him, work with Killian in a leading role because yeah. he's always supporting and everything. Um, yeah, I'm. But he's a show stealer too. So he, it's yeah, like, yeah, I think that he deserves a lead one with yeah, Nolan. I agree. So I'm I'm excited. I think that's I think that's awesome. Uh, I thought we talked about that already, but I, th- I thought that was me. It was rumors. It wasn't official. Oh. Maybe, we, maybe just because I've been up that dude's ass lately because I've been watching, uh, Nolan or Killian? Pe- Peaky Blinders. Oh, yeah. And that'd be why I knew that because I was like, this guy's fucking awesome. He is great, yeah. I have loved him since Sunshine. 28 Days Later. Ooh, but yeah. Is Sunshine before 28 Days Later or is after? Uh uh-uh. uh. I do love it. 28 Killian. Days Later was. Yeah. Oh, two. Sunshine was 06? We haven't done Boyle, have we? No, I, su- I think I suggested it. We, I, don't I think, think we did Boyle. I think did we you? did. Oh, we okay. did Boyle. Yeah. Um, Ghostbusters 4 is supposedly already in the works. So they are, huh. I have enough faith in 3 that 4 is already... The script has already been worked on. That <laughs> movie's going to be amazing. IGN, not that they're the end-all be-all, but that's just what I happen to go to, gave it like a nine. Yeah. It is getting a lot of praise. Oh, really? Yes. Which I'm, I that sounds great. That sounds awesome. I'm, I think it's going to be great too. Uh, who, 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 who said something about that? Who's the? Ernie Hudson? Yeah, Ernie. That's right. I think he's the one who was like, yeah, I think that we're going to do a four. Which is badass. And yeah. they need to get on it before those motherfuckers start kicking the bucket because we already. Right. Hmm. Egon was young though, wasn't he? He was only in his like fifties, right? I don't know. I don't remember how old he was. I think he was in his sixties. No, his... he was older. Harold Ramis. Harold Ramis when he right. died. He was like sixty-three yeah, or something yeah. like that. I don't know though. Uh, that nineties show is happening. They've, oh yeah, they've already right. they've already confirmed. Yeah. Red S- and spinoff of that seventies. Any of the other cats going to be in it as yeah. parents or something? Is yeah. that so the, the plan? The, the premise is that I read is the show starts out with Donna and Eric drop off their daughter for the summer with the grandparents. And it's basically Red and Midge. Is it Mid? Not Mid. Uh, Kitty. Red, Red and Kitty are like the main characters again. And there'll be them with their granddaughter. Their, their granddaughter yeah. So Eric and Donna are together still, supposedly. As okay. of right now. Yep. And they've hey. ar- they've already been a confirmed in- as to being in it as well. I love '90s era, so yeah, I'm in. I think that sounds cool. Um, and speaking of old dudes, William Shatner's safe and sound. Did you guys know that he went up and back down today? He's okay. Yeah, 
I saw that. And he was all giddy and trying to talk, and then a bunch of other people like interrupted him in the background. It was too loud, so I couldn't really hear what he said. So I, Yeah, I didn't see the interview. I just saw that he made it back safely. He's the oldest man to make it into officially millionaire space. Inner space, whatever they call it. Spaceman air. Space, spaceman air. Uh, Suicide Squad Killed the Justice League lets you prank call Amanda Waller in real life. So this is a movie, or this is a game coming out from Rockstar. Uh, sorry, Rocksteady. And I thought it was cool because they give you a phone number and you call it and it's Amanda Waller and she, I called it last night and she's like, bra, 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 do this, kill the fucking Justice League, bra, bra, bra. It was pretty, it was pretty clever. Hmm. I thought that was some interesting marketing. That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. Have you played Back for Blood yet? I have not. I downloaded it last night. Okay. I hear it's great. I have one one issue with it. Is it the cards? Which is... No, not so much. It's... There's literally no reason... They have, like, a single-player campaign mode on there. But it's literally just practice. Mm. You play single player campaign, you get no progression, no achievements, no nothing. Like you have to play online to actually progress in the game. Mm. That part of it, I don't fucking like because sometimes I don't want to play with assholes online. Right. Because finding a good team is like 50 50. (laughs) (laughs) Unless you actually, like, you know. Me and you, if we can find one other person, you can't even start a private round without three people. Uh, so that kind of sucks too. That does suck. But what are the squads? Everything for? else, huh? What are the squads for? Mm-hmm. Oh, for okay. Everything else is great though. Okay. It's fucking blowing my mind visually and story wise and gameplay. That's what I hear. Yeah, everything. It's I've... it's solid. I downloaded it. My buddy BJ might be interested. So. Okay. See if I can recruit. Three people were in. <laughs> and he's got a mic and he's he's a big COD player, so he, he knows what he's doing. Oh wow. I just woke up from a good nap. Good lord. Uh Venom Nerd. Two secretly includes footage of the <laughs> Matrix Resurrections filming. So the helicopters that were used on the Matrix movie um were in the same location um that according to Christopher Kusick um, we're in the same area and they got picked up on one of the scenes in Venom 2. I saw that lastly. I didn't bring it up though because it was, I didn't know, like, I didn't understand, like, how that was really that much news, but I saw that and then. It's just it was, funny that the film yeah. was taking place at the same time. It's odd that that showed up in the scene. I, yeah, weird. Yeah. Has that come down at all? Is that what? Does the numbers on that come down at all? Or they say the same? I haven't looked. I'm sure they're the same. Let's see. Uh, it's going to have to come down a lot. I mean. And then to let the, look at that. It, it remembers. Do, 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 do. Oh, it went up. Yeah. 61. Oh, shit. Oh, it's just capital L. Mom's capital L. Capital, uh, no, capital L. Link. 1981. The Aliens FX series will never be as good as the first movie, according to Ridley Scott. So apparently he's working on a series 
with FX and aliens. Is it gonna be fucking, is it gonna continue the fucking Covenant story? It doesn't say the Covenant story, you mean the... Prometheus Covenant. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Cause that was supposed to be a trilogy, and right. the third movie got cancelled. Yeah, why did, co- why did something get co- I liked Covenant, actually. I liked both of them. Well, Prometheus fucking sucked for me because it really got lied to us, but whatever. This is not an alien's thing. And then a fucking alien shows up. It's like, what is fucking asshole? I was pissed about that. And yeah. they didn't explain shit. Didn't help. Yeah, and they didn't explain shit about... You had such a cool fucking concept of these... What were they called? The creators, I think? The, um... The engineers. Engineers. And they were just completely fucking underutilized. I do, like... I love that movie, but I do agree. If they went somewhere else with it, it would have been cooler. Oh, it could have been... Than so- making an alien thing. Like, they could have made a whole fucking yeah, franchise out of that. Absolutely. Instead of making it an alien thing. But I was just pissed, like I said, I was just pissed that he lied. He was like, oh, it's not an alien sprinkle, it's not even, then a fucking xenomorph shows up at the end of the like, Fuck you, dude. Yeah. Why would you do that? Anyway. Got anything else? I got, I got one I, more. I have one more. Go ahead. I'm going to end on mine, though, because oh, okay. it leads into our topic. Oh, mine does too. The Is it the same one? The shrinking show? No. Oh. Mine might lead into our topic even more. I don't think so. All right, go ahead. You want to roll the dice on it? You go first. All right, I'll go first. FIFA reportedly wants to charge EA a billion dollars every year. Or they excuse me, for four years. They don't have that kind of money. A four years. $250 million a year? A year. That is double. They what, can't even afford to upkeep their servers. I know. That is double <laughs> what EA is paying FIFA right now just to use their name. Wait, what now? Who wants to? FIFA wants to charge EA. EA. A billion and a half dollars, one point five billion dollars for four years, just to use their one point five billion or one billion, one point five billion dollars. That's stupid, isn't it? That'll never happen. That's what I said. But Not why did fucking EA? Why does FIFA need? Why, why does FIFA need that much fucking money for rights? That's insane. Because uh, they're super greedy old men. That's why the fucking World Cup in Qatar is happening. Because they fuck. They're it's they're pieces of shit. Yeah, you'll pro- you'll everybody. Will, uh, just so you know, there's another soccer game that's just as good called PES Pro Evolution Soccer. Right, it's just as good, and it'll probably it'll probably just take over. So I just think it's shitty of them to ask for that much fucking money. That's insane for a name. Like I get it, it's it probably sells, but unless FIFA's going to make their own fucking game, then I mean you're not going to get the exposure and yet that I just yeah, it's yeah, it'll never happen. Anyways, anyway. The last little bit of news, Jason Siegel will star in a new TV show called Shrinking. It's a new comedy series for Apple Plus that um, will be from co-creators Brett Goldstein and Bill Lawrence. Yes, I like that. What's it about, does it say? Uh, doesn't really say. So he's a shrink, I'm gathering. It's not a downsize, so, uh, or it's not a sequel to downsizing, is it? I'm guessing he's a shrink. <laughs> um. Okay, here we go. They'll portray a rebellious therapist who foregoes his professional ethics by telling his clients exactly what he thinks. He's going through some grieving as well, and through his unconventional messages, he actually helps completely transforming the lives of his clients and himself. I like that. It's been approved for 10 episodes to start with. So anyway... No, you're right. You were you were more on... I, think, I, th- I, was on a, I thought I was on point with soccer, but... I think Goldstein's a stud... That's Roy, right? Yeah. Absolutely. And he's fucking hilarious. And like I watched a ton of interviews with him over the last like couple weeks, just off and on. 
and like different shows with them on them and stuff and like like him going into the fact that like when he's when they were writing the show like and he's good friends with Bill but like when they're going through this and stuff he's just like I am fucking Roy I don't know how I have to show how I don't know how I'm gonna prove that like how I'm gonna have to so he kind of had to he's like so I I think I'm gonna try out for this person the the role of Roy and and they're like okay works for us and he's like that's it they're like yeah sure it was like so he was like getting all worked up about it and stuff and I was like that's fucking hilarious that's cool. Well, I, Bill Lawrence, to me, can't do any wrong. I mean, really, the guy's yeah, he's awesome. Great, I mean, just awesome. All of his content's incredible. So, so I we haven't really talked about season one. We talked about it like when we we think we did like a whole TV episode last, like basically for season one. Like we we talked about a couple different shows and went over it. So we're not going to delve into episode or season one too much, but we'll go through season two since it just wrapped. And then I like, talk about what we want to see for season three. That's kind of how I saw tonight going. Is that cool to you guys? Yeah, sure. So first of all, it's in my opinion the best show on TV right now. Across the board, this is my opinion. So, I'm not watching anything fucking else currently. I'll tell you that. Like currently, that's on television. Mm-hmm. This isn't technically on television either. True. Well, streaming streaming services. Are yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, it's, it's technically on TV. It's technically a TV show. There isn't really just television by itself. I mean, there are. There's like a couple things, but there's like most of that's just reality shows, like Survivor. I mean, there's very there's some lame looking show about like LA sink as an LA sinkhole that you want to watch, but Looks awesome. No, it doesn't. Tried watching it last night. Could not get to play to save my life. What was it called? Is that the La Brea thing? Yeah, La Brea. La Brea. Yeah. Okay. It's like a journey center to earth kind of scenario. Mm. But less, I mean, Brendan Fraser and The Rock, I guess. It looks it looks cool. But as far as like TV stuff's concerned, I mean, the platforms anymore are not the same as what they were. But yeah, it's right. pretty good. I mean. The new Chucky show started last night. Oh, never, never, <laughs> never, never, never cared for Chucky. I just, I'm always curious. Sure. I'll check it out, but. So you don't consider like this a TV show? No. When you say TV shows, Ryan, there's like, you're saying there's nothing else, but there, there is. I mean, because it's not a, it's a specialized streaming platform. So that makes it rougher. Cause like, I'm going to say probably half the people that listen to this show haven't ever seen it or wouldn't bother having Apple Plus. It is called Apple Plus, right? Or is it Apple TV? Apple TV. Apple, Apple TV. TV. So, like, it, that just makes it rougher as a thing in general, comparison-wise. I mean, it is really good, and I'm not saying that at all. Like, it's fantastic. I mean, it, it deserves to be on something that gets more views in front of it. And maybe Sudeikis is trying to make that platform work because of his next show about being a shrink or whatever goes just as well or is just as fun. I mean, I was thinking of that too. Like I, this, 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 this show was so fucking good that it, it, I, I, I'm glad somebody has it for sure. But I mean, I feel like it should get a lot more exposure. Yeah, that's how good. I mean, it, I, I'll say this: Apple TV is the cheapest monthly. Are they? How much is it? Five bucks a month. 
that's cheap. Unless it's gone up. Like I have it right now because I, I got, I mean, I got a discount on it for getting a new phone, but it, when I got it, I remember it saying $5 a month for normal shit. So what's Disney? I think it's like $6 a month or something. Seven. 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 For Disney Plus? Yeah. Hmm. Seven a month or 70 for a year. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I agree with you guys, but TV's just getting so different. Well, that's true. I mean, it's it's gonna... Who knows where it'll be in 10 years. Right. I think it's gonna be very similar to what we have now. I mean, you kind of a la carte what you want you know, between streaming services and continue. I don't, I don't see a lot of shit going back to cable. I, I, I just can't imagine. I, I can't, I cannot imagine that happening. I mean, the top, the top five most watched television shows of like Sunday night football, Monday night football, Thursday night football, like it's all sports stuff. So it's like, I think, I don't, I, I don't know what else you would call it then, if it's not like it, since it's a specialized streaming show. Because Ted Lasso was up for almost every fucking Emmy, and it was the most popular show, like all together for like the first when it first this season came out and last season both. I don't think anyone's disagreeing with you. No, that no. Is, so I, that's, I don't, I, that is a TV show. No, I don't know, but I don't know what else you would call it instead of. You know, I, I call it a TV show. Yeah, so like I don't know. Like I think more people have watched it than probably. NYPD Blue. I'm I'm just saying, or I, something that's on cable, like that's on basic no, cable. No, no, I, I agree. I'm just saying, I think it's so good that I it, it should be on. Uh, I want it to be rather on a lot more platforms. I think everybody should be exposed to, to to how great the show is. That's what I'm saying. Right. I mean, but you can only have like you can't have. Say, sure, I mean, you, sure you could. NBC. But then, uh, you, but then you couldn't do 47 minute episodes. You couldn't do 50 minute episodes. You couldn't like each episode's a different length. They're not just like 30 minute episodes all, across the board. They're all different true. time limits. So when you have a streaming, hey, when you Program have streaming wise. shows, you like, you can't, like, the good thing about a streaming show is you can change the time. Just like on HBO when they had Game of Thrones. No, no, yeah. Sometimes I'm, it was an hour and 10 minutes. Right, right. I'm, it's I'm, the same with even the Disney show, like the. I'm you know, saying what I, I wish it was on more platforms. Is I wish it was on not necessarily cable, but you could have it stream on other things other than just uh, Apple TV. You know, again, Peacock or or uh, Hulu or you know whatever. Because Hulu has originals, Peacock has originals, Netflix has originals. Yeah, but but all the originals again though the problem with that is like exclusivity. That's what it, they want to fucking bring you in, right? But, but that's the problem is like you like so. What if? Is only on Disney Plus. So it's just like, what if it's fantastic? And don't get me wrong, like, I don't have Disney Plus. Like, the only reason I got to watch this is because Tyler stole it off the internet. But like, if I didn't have Disney Plus, like, I'd be like, yeah, it'd be, it'd be sweet if it was on Peacock because I have Peacock. Right. You know what I mean? I get what you're saying, but, but like, with the way that the streaming site, streaming sites are taking over cable, there will be no cable pretty soon. That's what I, that's what I was talking about a minute ago. And so it's just like, people who just have basic cable, like, do people just have Spectrum? Like, you go home and like, like, I'm sure your parents probably have cable, right? Yeah, CBS. Yeah. And so it's just like, that's not going to exist pretty soon. Like, it's just not going to be a thing. Like, it's just, it's too expensive and you're not getting enough for your money. And people will start to realize, like, this is stupid. Like, I could get exactly what I want for, like I did. You know, like, and that's what's going to happen. Like, that's going, like, cable companies are going to go the way of the Buffalo. Like, they're going away. Well, that's why they're all going to the cell phone service. 
it's only a matter of time before a streaming service turns into the same thing. It's only a matter of time before some company figures out a way to Spectrum's working on a package. streaming app where I think you can buy just that. Yeah. Apparently. No, you already can. So can DirecTV. You can do that. But it's not the same, though, because you like I, the reason I didn't switch to the Spectrum streaming app and I got Fubo instead is because you couldn't get Red Zone. And like Red Zone has to be like they have specific like the NFL ticket is currently with DirecTV, but start this is their last year with them, and they're in talks with both Amazon and I'll shut the fuck up. Uh, apps and, be and, and Apple and Apple TV. They're in talks with both of them to take on the NFL ticket, and Amazon already said if they get it, they're going to allow you to purchase one game at a time. Bro, oh, that's crazy. So like th- th- I'm saying is like DirecTV is just as bad as fucking Spectrum. Oh, yeah. And it's like, they're going the way that, because they're fucking bullshit. They lock you into these contracts. They don't give you what you want. They fucking dig. You know, I, I had the gold package. And I don't want to spend too much time on this because like Ted Lasso's fucking amazing. But like, I had the gold package and I had HBO, Showtime, Cinemax, Stars, Encore, all that stuff. And then all of a sudden Showtime was just not there anymore one day. And I was like, Hey, Mike, Showtime's not working. Like, Oh yeah. Um, our contract with them expired and they didn't want to rework it with us. So they just took away channels that I had, but I still had to pay the same amount of money. You're like, yeah, yeah, okay, thanks. And there was like 15 <laughs> channels that I lost, 15 movie channels. And then, and then like, I was like, well, is my bill going to go down? Actually, my bill went up $10 the next month. <laughs> I was like, fuck you guys. My bill, my internet, I just have internet for them. My bill's gone up twice this year. So no notification, just get the bill, yep. like, yeah. $5 more. It's a fucking it went up in joke. February, then it went $5 up again, like, in the summer. I'm like, when DirecTV loses okay. that, that Sunday ticket, they will go the way of the Dodo. They will be done. Yeah. There are so many people that only have DirecTV because of NFL Sunday ticket. Exactly. They, it, it'll, it'll go away. And the only reason that my dad currently, cause my dad is a little bit different. Like, most older people, just like, that's all he knows. Like, cable's been a thing for fucking four decades. Whenever cable started, and that's what they have, and they they're not going to sit like CBS could probably figure it out by a Roku and figure out streaming services for your parents, but like I had to sit and figure out my my dad's the one that actually told me he's like I just got a Roku and the DirecTV guys told me to do this and it was like way cheaper than getting a bunch of different boxes, and it's just like they don't tell you that shit, and so but the installers like just go buy three Rokus and you don't have to fucking have all these boxes that are ten dollars extra a month, and that's what he did, and it's like. They just, they charge you for everything. And then, but like, so my dad does have Netflix and I, you know, I logged him into my Peacock and that kind of stuff. And he lets me, he lets me use his Netflix and then he's let me use his direct TV, like the NFL ticket. And so we share back and forth, but like, yeah, like when I changed to Fubo, I looked to the thing that went, I need, my biggest issue is I want Red Zone and I want all the Manchester United games. So what do I need to do to get those two things? So I had to get Peacock. Paramount Plus, which has all the Champions League and Europa League games, and then I had to get a, a streaming service that had just red, that had Red Zone, which is Fubo, and it had the best sports packages. And then I have ESPN Plus, and and that's just like that's it. So, you know, I'm pay- even with all that shit, I'm still paying less than what my cable bill was. Oh sure, just the cable end of it, not even my internet part of it. Right. So, yeah, it's, but anyway, Ted Lasso. Yeah, like I do wish everybody could fucking watch it like Scrubs yeah. or with a, like anything else, but again. In this day and age, like, I think if, if people look at it as like, oh, it's only five ninety nine a month. Like, okay, I'll sign up for that for six months, or I'll try this free trial and, and like binge it, and then you cancel. could, cru- yeah, you could cruise. Through- I I did cruise through this in shit two days. Right, I started it with Gina. We finished 
we finished season one just within, you know, two days. And then I binged almost all of season two, except one or two episodes that I watched here. Cause I forgot a lot. I mean, literally last night till two in the morning and then today. So you could cruise through it pretty quick. Yeah. That's all I was trying to say was that it, it this, this, the show is so good that I, I just wanted everyone to see it. Uh, so the first episode, goodbye, Earl. Danny Rojas. Oh, you don't want to talk about season one first? It's not, I mean, not episode by episode. If you oh, have, okay. I mean, we did, we did talk about it, like the first season. Oh, right. Yeah. A little bit. I don't, we didn't really do a whole lot about it. I mean, the basis for the show, if you don't know, is that Ted Lasso is an American football coach, football like American normal NFL football coach. He takes a job over in Europe. To be a soccer UK. coach. In the UK. Yeah. Europe. To be a soccer coach. So the other football. Um, however, he's a very American, very American man about sports and doesn't really understand football. Um, so that part is a little rough. And like you say, that doesn't make any sense at all. Why would anybody ever let that happen? Because the lady who has inherited the team, well, not even inherited, she wanted in the divorce. Wanted in a divorce from a real bastard of a guy. Bastard. Real bastard. He's a fucking... He's just terrible. God, he's bad. God, yeah, he's... Well, he's Giles from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but he, other than that, he's fucking terrible. <sighs> Lost it in the divorce, and it was the only thing he ever loved, and so she decides to basically major league him. She's going to destroy the, sh- the team in order to hurt him, and in the process of doing that, meets Ted, who's over-optimism? The nicest human being probably ever... Right. Portrayed slash if existed in real life ever. Yep. Changes, uh, yep. yep. Agreed. Changes her, changes her want for destruction. And then as a, as a result of that is why we have a show in the first place. So yeah, that's what all season one is really about is establishing that, introducing the characters and building, you know, foundation of how the characters work. Um, you know, in the process, we lose a pretty boy to another team. Tart. Yeah, right. And we get demoted. We the team gets relegated. 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 I always say I always say demoted, relegated. It's right? the same thing. <clears throat> Tart was on loan for Man City, which means right. if you're on a loan, that means you're a player that's not gonna get they need you to get more playing time the first team, like more game time, but there's so many good players on the team already, so they loan you out to another team temporarily and they pay that they pay your salary while you're with them and the only the only thing is is you can't play against your actual team so oh, really? they were on loan to the team in the show and uh but man city like she kind of makes it cuz they Ted pulled him out that one game well she makes the decision that since Ted figured out how to use him still in the process of trying to major league the team by major league i mean the movie destroy it the movie major league she hired a bunch of guys from prison because she's like, we're going to get this team moved from Cleveland to wherever the hell it was going to go, Miami or some shit. And they're like, we made a cardboard cutout so you can take off clothes. And that's how they won the game. That's Major League. Well, he brings the team together at the end of it. And like they in still, Ted Lasso, yes. And they still get relegated, but they right. do. In the meantime, like he wins Rebecca over, who's the owner, and he wins pretty much everybody else over. And... Well, and she change, doesn't fire him and changes her uh, decisions about trying to destroy things. It br- you know brings her some clarity to that. That's basically all season one. I think pretty much anybody who listens to this already knows about Ted Lasso. Though. I mean, maybe he was just giving a real quick overview. Yeah, uh, before we move into season two. 
So first, first, first yep. episode. Break about it down. Earl. Who's Earl? Is that what it's called? About Earl? No. Goodbye, Earl. Goodbye, Goodbye Earl. Earl's the dog that yeah. Danny Rojas. Yeah. Danny Rojas like kicks a penalty and kills the the dog. Jumps in front of the goal, which was, uh, like there's a bird there chases after a, do- a bird or something. Yeah, yeah. He, he chases, chases after a bird and, and like he kicks it so hard it kills the dog. God, it's perfect timing. Or not perfect. I think he's standing whatever. fully clothed in the shower, uh, mumbling <laughs> Spanish obscenities. He's praying. Yeah, he's praying. He's like yeah. his hands up and he's praying. <laughs> wash, wash the death off of me. <laughs> so Football is death. Football is death. So they hire a sports a sports psychologist or a sports psychiatrist and um, Doctor Sharon. And bring her in, and like Ted kind of starts freaking out about it right off the bat because he hates psychiatrists and therapists and all that stuff. And so, uh, but she heals Danny. She does heal Danny. She heals the fucking entire team almost. Basically. He's like, so I found out football is life, but football is also death. (laughs) But football is life. So funny. Out of control. So fucking good. Anything else happen in that one? Um, you find out that Roy has since retired and that he, yes. um, is coaching his niece, his niece's soccer team, so his niece's team and talks to them like they're adults. It's hilarious and swears like crazy. And, and then Keely wants him to go on television and be, what's the position called? A pundit. Pundit. So but, uh, it's a news anchor, like, yeah, with, uh, news anchor, yeah. but, uh, before that, though, he walks in on her fucking <laughs> masturbating to, oh my to his retirement speech where he cries and shows emotion because she wants him to show more emotion. <laughs> and that's her, that's her, her, uh, she likes him, her vul- kink. That's she his, likes that's, him vulnerable. Yeah. Her, her, him vulnerable is her mm-hmm. kink. So, which is fucking hilarious as well. When he's having fucking ladies nights with some. Yoga ladies. Yoga moms. This is old ladies. Watching fucking show Jamie Tart was on. Yep, some dating bachelor type show. And and that's when you see Jamie Tart for the first time this season. It's like England Lust or some shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like those MTV shows right now. Except British. And, you know. The road for Jamie Tart has really been cool. And it fun to watch because you just despise his fucking ass yeah. for a long time. You know what it reminds me of? Hmm. It reminds me of what's his name from Goon. Oh yeah, Le, 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 Le Flame. It reminds me of him because it's like the same fucking thing. He's cocky as shit. Granted, he got injured and then was just scared. But like, he's the pretty boy that's it, super it, brilliant. That relationship also. is like kind of goes the same direction. Yeah. Where they're just fucking lost and then, like, start finding themselves. But. What? He starts to change, I think, at the end of last season when Ted tells him to way to make the extra pass. Well, at the end of last season, Jamie made a decision that's not Jamie-like because of something Ted said to him. And, for for Man City, yeah, yeah. For, for playing against them, which is ultimately what got them relegated. Right. And afterwards, rather than Ted being what a coach normally would, fuck that guy. He's like, "Good job, you know, you're doing better." Yeah, he sends him a letter. He's like, why? Is, is, why is this dude? But then his dad is fucking yelling yeah. at him. Like, yeah, his for not taking a, the shot yeah, and giving the assist instead. Shit, which I'm like, the assist is like almost more important anyway. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, as a thing, his his father's probably the most despicable character in the show, to be honest. Mm. I mean, there's a few mm. other ones that are pretty dislikable. It might, his be, father it might, is, it might be Nate now. Yeah, that's a wanna, that's a broken path. I want to beat the fuck out of that kid. Yeah. Who doesn't? Yeah. <laughs> I think you're supposed to want to, but who? Nate. Yeah. We're out there yet, right? Nate's like the. Like I know he 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 said he's the most despicable character is Jamie's dad, and I'm like, I don't think so. Yeah, but he is because that guy's never and Rebecca's ex husband better. The guy we talked about. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Or, or the original owner of the team. What's yeah. his name? Rup- Rupert. 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 Yeah. Giles from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. That guy. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, as a thing, growth-wise, I mean, Jamie Tart, after he loses the contest on the uh, reality show... Goes to his agent. His agent's like, "You're no one likes you. Like, I can't do anything with you're you. You're unsellable. You're dead. Yeah. You're like the sun is dead to me." He's like, "But uh, maybe Jamie, this other, this some lady. He's like, Cause she can take over your account. Good luck." And he basically just voids himself of him. And then Jamie leaves. And even when he's leaving, there's people outside waiting to get autographs, wearing his previous team shirt, not the uh, one he moved to, to to cause relegation. So, like, I don't know. And then he wanders around town for a Move while. Move back to. Move back to, yeah. So, that's the thing. Man like, City, yeah. So, like, late, just, yeah, he was, his contract is owned by Manchester City. So. Till they fire him in this episode. Yeah, yeah. But originally, like, he was a Manchester City player and he was loaned to the team in Ted La- like, the right. Ted Lasso coaches. Rich- Richmond. Richmond FC. And so. People are getting his autograph outside the building. Right. They're wearing Richmond jerseys. And I, think a, I think there's a couple Man City jerseys too. I guess there I might both, be, but, but I was surprised that there was. But yeah. I mean, the I think whole, that also depends on what part of town you're in, though, right? I that's mean, good point. yeah, it's a good point. Well, they're in London, though. In city, man, he's Manchester City's in Manchester, so it's like another, mm-hmm. it's another place. That's why, like, at, in season one, when he goes back to see Kelius, like, to talk to her about like how Ted's fucking with his head, and she's like, "No, he's not. He didn't want you to leave." Like, and he's like, "Wait, what the fuck?" So he's like, what are you doing here? He's like, oh, we're here playing West Ham, because West Ham's a, another London team. Oh, gotcha. Which will actually, West Ham will come into play right. later on. Okay. Right. What's, is that the end of? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's all Car- episode one. Episode two. Called Lavender. So this is uh, Ted is surprised by the reappearance of a familiar face, and Roy tries out a new gig. So this is one where Keeley convinces him to go work for, I think it's Sky Sports or somebody like to be an announcer, basically like a Premier League yeah. mornings or whatever. And he goes on there, and he's kind of just speaks his fucking mind, and they're like, "Whoa, so fucking good, dude. so fucking great, so fucking good." He just like talks shit as Roy does, and at the end of it. Jamie meets up. Well, he gets fired. He gets fired, and then so that he kind of he goes in. Uh, doesn't he meet up with Keeley first? He right? follows her. He around. follows her around. Yeah, yeah and, and says, he's "Like, you think hey, I can get need- my job back?" Exactly. Yeah, he wants to come back to Richmond. Can you talk to somebody about getting my job <clears> back? <throat> She's like, "You, you know who you need to talk to." Like, go, go talk to him. And so he finds Ted at the pub that Ted always goes to, and like asks for him back. And Ted's like, "I don't think that's a good idea, Jamie." And then they just sit there and have a beer together. Yeah, and then uh, fuck, Sam gets all pissed about it. Yeah, Sam or anything happens. Yes, but mm-hmm. does that happen in this episode? Yes, though, or at the beginning so, of the next one. I think it's this one. I think it's the. I don't know. 
I think it's all in the same episode, actually. I've watched each episode twice, but they kind of like blend together. <clears throat> yeah. I thought it happened at the beginning of the next episode where like, that happens, but anyway, yeah, like Sam gets all pissed off about it. Because in the third one, is not he doesn't come back to the team until the third one. Because, like, Dr. Sharon's is like, maybe it's time to shake things up. Like, are they that good if you've drawn eight? Oh, yeah, during this whole time, they've been, they've drawn, like, eight games eight in a row. Eight times, yeah. Which is, like, a draw means they've tied, like, eight times in a row. So, right. Which is, like, a really bad streak. Yeah. Better than losing, but... Who's the old friend that... Oh, it's, it's Jamie. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and they and they get cut at the bar, and people take pictures of them, and that's how. That's on the. That's how Sam. That's how Sam finds the, oh, the yeah. three the three hooligan dudes that hang out at the bar all the time so are funny, taking like yeah. selfies with him and like putting Jamie like he's like look how little he is he's like holding him and they like, post on Twitter, or whatever, and then like it blows up from there. <laughs> <laughs> Those guys are funny. <laughs> yeah, they're fucking great. Isn't it the same episode that? The daughter of her friend comes back? Yeah, that's, that's episode three. That's, episode three. that's okay. the one we're on right now. Is that, oh. Oh, yeah, okay. Play-wise. So maybe it is the end of episode one that... Two. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's the end of episode two. I mean, two. The, yeah. 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 Yeah, pacing-wise, I don't remember. <clears throat> so then episode three, um, Sassy Smurf comes back with her daughter. Right. And like, kind of, she's like a teenager now and has a thing for Sam, the dude. And, uh, he also, this is the episode where Jamie does come back to the team and everybody's like, fuck you, Jamie, you're a piece of shit. Like, you did this to me. And this one guy's like, you hit on my mom. And he's like, yeah, sorry about that. In front of my dad. He's like, in front of my dad. He's like, oh yeah. Well, tell Sharon I said sorry. And like, basically calls <laughs> yeah. his mom by her first name and like, he, all the horrible shit that he did, like they talk about. Well, he tries to apologize for things, but, you know, it's, it's what it is. Then he goes out there and tries to be all fancy-footed, and, like, Sam just takes him out. He's like, yeah, things are a little bit different now, man. Like, it's you're, yeah. you're not as good as you think you are. Because then, the, the team's begun to become a team. But Ted also brings him back to shake things up, because something, obviously, they're like, they've gotten complacent to an extent. This is the one where Sam takes the United Emirates... Or just a Dubai Air. Dubai Air. Dubai Air. Air. Sorry, United Emirates. Basically. Yeah. Takes the D- Dubai Air um, <clears throat> press piece, basically, and then finds out that... Um, they had, like, an oil spill. Yeah, the, the, the company that owns Dubai Air had an oil spill. Or the spill. sister company. I think it's, it yeah, that owns, that owns Dubai the Air. parent company. parent company, yeah. yeah. Um, and he's from where? Nigeria. Nigeria, yeah, Nigeria, like Nigeria yeah. and, they were, and then they're not cleaning any. Yeah, of it exactly. Up. Yeah, so, in his hometown, and his yeah. dad's like, "This is oh, how horrible." Because he, he, as Keely does, so like she set him up on a not just the team, but also him specifically, like a photo shoot to like promote. Yeah, promote like be like he's he's sponsored directly and like blah blah blah. And so his dad's like this this terrible company, like which his dad's kind like in my opinion, like like I can't believe you to support a be a get ab- sponsored by people who do these such terrible things and he, he's like wait what it's like dude like you you kind of be his dad's kind of being a prick in my opinion look at that fucking sweater yeah. dude that sweater uh sorry yeah, rebecca's so hot god i'm so sorry fuck anyways <laughs> uh 
Yeah, so she kind of connects with her niece, takes her places, you know, takes her to meet the team, and yeah, the sass, or, and then Sassy shows up at the end. And Sassy dropped her off because she's there working or something. And yeah, then, Sassy's doing something. I don't know what Sassy does for a living, but who's equally as gorgeous in my opinion as her? Yeah, oh, I no. think so. I do. Oh no, Rebecca's the new love of my life. <laughs> Fuck, dude, so gorgeous. Mm. This is the same episode where they put the tape on, right? No, that, happens, fourth that, episode. that happens later. Fourth episode. The, ta- the tape cross happens at the end of this one. Does it? Yeah. Episode three, like Sam's on the exercise bike talking to his dad about, like, come visit me. I got free tickets now, blah, blah, blah. And he's oh. like, yeah, but that's the same company that does these horrible things. Okay, and so at the, to, the end, they all, for the game, they all cover. And so at the very Four end. is when they switch the banter. That's right. For their sponsor. Right. And so at the end of it, like, as Sam's like talking to, like he comes out, he's like, "You guys don't have to do this. This is my decision." He puts black tape over the sponsor, and then couple- Jamie does it with him. Oh yeah, before this is, the rest of the team. This does. is the one because this mm-hmm. is the boss bitch episode. The 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 uh, niece keeps calling her boss bitch, and then yeah. she gets the email from the guy. The guy, yeah. And it's sincerely boss bitch. And boss she's like, bitch. Sincerely boss yeah, bitch. Yeah, that was good. But that's good. And then Jamie, and she's like, "You don't have to do this." He's like, "I know, but we're all, we're the same team. We, we have to, we, we have to wear the same kit. We wear the same kit. Yep. Like this lavender. This is the first time too where we see Nate start getting pissed off at the new kit kid because he puts lavender in the towels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. is the first time we start seeing like mm, Nate might be a bit off somehow because he starts he starts getting really angry about things and beard and lasso are both like okay you know he's just trying to get him to do his job right and, and, his, hair, let it and his hair is still relatively dark in this one you know i was gonna ask you about that mm-hmm. we'll get to it okay all right okay all right so the 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 episode ends with them covering dubai air they get a lot of attention for it and they win their first no, they lost. They lose. Oh, that's right. They do lose. But he like, but he he but goes they break up the street. Yeah, yeah. But he they could, break the street. That's right. But as, that's right. As Sam is up on the podium, like Ted goes out there with him, and they like start asking him like all this stuff. And Trent Krim goes, "So you saying that like Dubai Air or the Nigerian government's corrupt, and this is because?" And he's like, "Yeah, I am yeah, actually." I, yeah, I am. And Trent yeah. Krim's like, "Oh fuck," which I think that's the beginning of when you see Trent Krim start to be like, "There's something bigger in my life than like than absolutely interviewing football players." Yeah. Too. So you see a lot. Of, you start seeing like a lot of changes right now, and then so when he goes in the locker room, everybody celebrating. He's like, "Why are we celebrating? We lost today. We broke the streak." He's like, "Yeah, but we broke the streak, though." So, beard so fucking fantastic. Am I Higgins? I don't know. I'm okay with that. I like Higgins a lot. I can see you being Higgins. I like Higgins, but I don't know who Huff would be. I don't know either. I was thinking that. He's not. He's not boy like joyful enough to be Ted. Mm-mm. Who's the uh, Norwegian or Swedish white joyful. guy? Joyful. <laughs> I'm joyful. Mm. I might not be like fucking energetic like he. Is. Well, I don't think anyone. Any of us. I don't are think. Ted. Any, I think. Yeah. Th- I think we all like like Ted is like the the podcast. It's the spirit. It's the happiness that is all of us being together. Who's the Norwegian white guy that's always telling the truth to everybody? I think that's Tyler. The player? Yes. I don't know his name is. I was, I was thinking Tyler was like... Mm, I think... 
I don't know. It's hard. Danny Rojas? <laughs> Danny Rojas! Danny Rojas! He shows up in the first season, and my wife and I watch it, and she's dying fucking live. She's like, this guy's running around, prancing, kicking real high, and just repeating his name over and over and over again. So funny. My favorite scene of his in any of the episodes, I think, is the one where... um, (laughs) Oh my gosh, where Roy realizes that he needs to retire and has this super shitty game in the first season, and Danny just goes like, Hello! And turns on the light and starts running on the treadmill and like singing to himself. Runs in the ice bath. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, That's oh my one. god. It just makes me laugh so hard. So that's episode three. Anything on that one, boys? Nothing else I can think of. Uh, Carol the Bells. So this is my actual favorite episode of the season it was mine but after i rewatched all i have a different one yeah mm-hmm. it was mine too i mean up until i saw and then i watched i'm I, up because that's as far as i was and then watching the rest of it, i have it was hard the only reason this one out like beat beats out all the other ones is because one i love the singing part at the end i love great. how higgins like in the first season, he doesn't feel like that he's really that much part of a team, and he cares about that team so much, and it, his family cares about the team so much. And in this one, like you see, like the familyness that the team has become, because like, the whole entire team shows yeah. up to Christmas dinner. He invites all the fa- all the kid, all the players that don't have family in town, and they all show they up. All show and up. It's yeah. just like, and at the end of like Rebecca comes and gets Ted, and he's just getting ready to sit down and drink a bottle of whiskey and fucking mm-hmm. like drown his sorrows and go into that dark place. And she shows up and like, which I thought was fantastic. And then they go hand out gifts to a bunch of gifts. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was cool. And like Rebecca sees like the old man be like, "Hello, Wanka." Like and or whatever. She's like, is, did he just call you a wanker? He's like, yeah, it's an inside thing. Like mostly him though. Like, and I was like, that makes me laugh. <laughs> the best part of this episode for me is probably Keely and Roy dealing with the TV bath. Oh my fucking god, dude! Like, I think you might I be dying. Fucking so good, dude. And then it's like, he's, she's like, my boy was mean to me. And she's like, what boy? And he says his name. He's like. Where does this boy live? She's like, you're not going to go beat up a young child. What? I'm not? No, you're not going to go fucking kill a child for picking on your knees. In my fucking... The part that, like, that one dude, the fucking teenager kid that's like, it's fucking classic or whatever. And, like, or what he's like... Like, when he... Like, Ted runs into him on the plane in the very first episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The dude that, like, talks about Keely being all fucking hot and stuff. I don't remember that. Like, the dentist's, like... Son is like Ussie. Oh, the, the, ki- the, the kid, the Ussie sh- guy, the kid who shit his pants. Mm. Oh no, the dentist son. Sorry, that's a different. Yeah, like they the, go the, yes. he's like a teenager-ish kind, yes. and he's just yes. like, but he's like, he's he sees Ted on the plane in the very first episode. Oh, that's that little blonde kid. Yeah, the Ussie. he shows up later in the in the barber shop. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. And he just talks shit. Yes. And like, but he's like the dentist's son. Mm-hmm. I assuming because like he's he's there at Christmas dinner. So. Yeah. Yeah. If he's not, and the I dentist mean, lady is yeah. hilarious, and she's like. Like talk, like be like, are you? Do you smoke? And she's like, <laughs> like no, like but like making in. And then he goes to the fucking the pharmacy and fucking makes the the guy so pissed. He's like in pajamas. He's like, have for another hundred quid. And it's just like, okay, I'll go get you some poster board and some markers. 
Yeah, the whole time they're running around, the, the bet starts. He makes yeah. a bet with the two of them. He's yeah. like, I'll bet in this posh neighborhood I live in, there must be one dentist. We're going to go door to door until we find said dentist. And that's the whole. Yeah, like, and if we don't find one, you both get a thousand quid. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a whole, like, Easter egg hunt, basically. <laughs> different houses, different questions. I mean, it's, it's got a lot of, like, I don't know, it just shows Roy being, like, I don't know. Like heartwarming because mm-hmm. it's the one the the scene with the little boy like the the little kid that answers the door and, shits his pants yeah that's that that kid he's Great. like I did too for a long time yeah. we can do better though right we could, yeah yeah and the kid's like I guess so he's like if I can you can and then off he goes and it's just like man <laughs> that's a it's that's a me. different way to show compassion but yeah. it's perfect I mean yeah it's so good it's pretty yeah pretty and good. then they end up passing out presents right him and uh, Ted and. Um, Rebecca. Well, Ted and Rebecca. No, do. just Ted and Rebecca. Do. Yeah, yeah, that's what I said. Oh, I thought you said him and Ted and Rebecca. So, no, yeah, just Ted and Rebecca. Like, yeah, uh, mom, there's two white people at our house. <laughs> 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 See, Rudolph's nose got so bright, you know. This is, uh, and they started giving us like ridiculous this Ted. whole story about why they had. Yeah, well, these presents are supposed to be left by Santa Claus, and well, you know, his nose got so messed up, and it, the, how this whole like third line of. Too much dialogue for the sake of too much dialogue, but it's hilarious. Oh, no, he talks about, uh, uh, when they're at Higgins' house, they talk about different time zones. Explaining to his kids how Santa's real, but it's not magic. There's, you know, however many time zones, and he just goes from time zone to time zone to time zone. Right. This is pretty clever. It's a clever way to do that. It is clever, yeah. 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 Smart. Pretty smart. Yeah, that whole thing with Higgins, too, like, because his wife at one point's like, this is the most it's ever showed up because apparently he would always invite them every year and every year no one had come till this year. And she's like, we need more tables, which was awesome. So one thing we forgot about at the last episode that we didn't mm-hmm. talk about was lead tasso. No, that's, uh, that's this one. That that's previous that's, episode. We're talking about Christmas already. Yeah, we we're already on the Christmas skip, episode. The, 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 the episode. Three. Yeah, the three. Oh, the, that's right. Oh, okay. So we're yeah, yeah. Led Tasso or like Ted, like Ted's evil persona <laughs> that he like switches and he like blacks out. Yeah, beard snaps. How long was I out? So weird. Not as long as last time, surprisingly. <laughs> and then like, so and, and then the doc, Doctor Sharon's just like, oh, you know, I, I get what you're doing. Like, has it ever worked? And they're like. Well, mm-hmm. <laughs> we got free pizza at Chuck E. Cheese because the guy got oh Dave and Buster's. <laughs> Dave and Buster, guy's head stuck in a game machine, which makes no sense whatsoever. Right. How are those two things even connected it makes no sense. Yeah, I know. And like, if you know anything about like Bill Lawrence and the way and his style of stuff is like he a lot of times he lets actors just just go for it, just kind of just like ad lib, just go, just come up with it. The stuff on the spot, and I think that's probably what they let Sudeikis do a lot of the probably. time. Well, he's like, it's time to show him lead tasso. He used to do and Beard's it. like, no, God. He's like, dear God, no, don't fucking do it. He used to do it with uh, the janitor all the time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Neil on Scrubs. Like, he would just be like, and right here we'll have the janitors just figure something out. We'll, let Neil, we'll just let Neil, like, just do whatever. I'm mm-hmm. sure there were so many lines for him that were just never written at all. That guy's, oh, for sure. Yeah, that guy's brilliant. Sim- similar style of, of of comedy. Yeah. Yeah. What's after, what's after Christmas? Uh, Rainbow, which Nate receives a lesson how to be assertive from Keely and Rebecca. And Ted asks Roy to do him a favor. 
Higgins' ringtone is she's a rainbow. Right, yeah, she's a rainbow for his wife. This is the Shut one up. where the captain's having a hard time, right? Yeah, so Roy, okay. like, they meet up at night, and, like, Roy is, like, it's about having fun. He's, like, talking. She's, like, yeah, this place is a shithole. He's, like, yeah, I see that apartment. He's, like, yeah, the crappy one. He's, like, yeah, I used to live there. And he's, like, oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and they start fucking him up at first, and then he... Then, I like the new captain. What's his name? Uh... Anthony? No. Is this where he gives the haircut? Or is that later? No, it's, it's later. the same dude who does the haircutting, though. It's the same who does the haircutting. Same character. But yeah, yeah, while this is going on, we got Sam talking on our new, um, what is it, dating app banter that yeah. they're now officially. It starts here. Yeah. With, and, and now they're officially sponsored by. Yeah. So it's become big enough to. And you, you can't see on the dating app who you're talking to. It's just basically like text messaging, basically. Right. There's no pictures, no photos, anything like that. Yeah. Keely's got them all dialed in the tour. Isaac. Isaac, that's his name. Isaac, yeah. Who he made captain, and he's having a hard time. I don't remember why, though. Uh, Roy made him captain at the end of this last, the previous season. Right, 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 yeah. But just, uh, I think he's just struggling with, like, the difference, like, having to be responsible, being the captain, like, just, uh, not not having fun, just like he's lost the ability to have fun playing a game instead of became real job instead of right just extra pressures probably. Yeah, as far as like a thing, this this episode is probably where we really start to see the shift in Nate. It's another shift, yeah. yeah. See another shift, like him him talking down to the towel boy, the towel boy, Kit man, more more than more and more, mm-hmm. and then like. You even see it a little bit in the first one, him start to snap, like, when he thinks that he's gotten fired and been replaced, he, like, snaps and calls Rebecca a shrew. Oh, he did, yeah. He, he, like, he has those moments where he snaps. And, like... This season's also where he Was this the one where his game plan won them the game? Or is no. that later? I think that's the next... Uh, when he got the name Wonder Kid? Wonder Kid, yeah. yeah this that might- was the previous season. No, no, that's this season. It's wasn't this season. wasn't the one the photo was taken Mm-mm. from the Oh no. It's this season. Oh, I'll be damned. I guess I confuse those two. Cause in this season he's already Because then that's when he starts obsessing over like all yeah. the people giving him props online yep. and this and that. Oh yeah, yeah. That kinda changes his whole attitude too. Yeah, I think this is, this might be the one where he gets the wonder wonderkind. Nickname it drives him nuts. Oh, yeah, this is where... Yeah, because this is... the same episode where he tries to take his parents to the restaurant? Yeah, this is the restaurant one. Okay. Yeah, okay. Where he walks in and the late, the chick just messes with him, and so then he asks Rebecca and Keely, like... To teach him, yeah. How do I be more assertive kind of thing? And then, like, Rebecca's right. like, does the dragon thing, which I thought was hilarious. It's pretty funny. And then this is when you see him spit, um, spit at the mirror for the first time. That's his way of, like... Oh, yeah. I don't know if it's, like... It's like him spitting on himself. Yeah, it's, it's like him spitting on his weak, older, old, like his other self. I mean, like his, he Nate. has, there's two different Nates and he's like becoming the new Nate and like him spitting on his old, weak self is how I, that's how I kind of. I can see that being the actual break right there. Like, fuck you, you're weak kind yeah. of thing. Like, 100%. At, yeah. fir- at first, I thought sense. he was. That's how, I mean. Yeah, I think that's, that, that, that this made the, the episode then, because. After all that stuff happens, he acts differently. And not that he wasn't sort of aggro before about with the younger kid, but I think that's from he never had power before either. And so, like, going from being the shithill of the locker room to being 
I don't know, 30 charge in the locker room is a very different move for him. But yeah, that whole overly aggressive attack on himself in the bathroom is pretty crazy. Like, pretty broken, but... Too much power, too fast. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, this is the one at the end of it. They're like, like they're talking about a young player who's like only 17 or whatever. And they're like, how he didn't play well. Like, not on, not on Richmond necessarily, but on another team. Like, I think there's, I don't know who, Tottenham or something. And they, uh, Roy's like, yeah, he's only fucking 17. He probably only thinks about, like, he's like wanking it and fucking eating some fucking takeout. He's like, the thing is, is we tell them what they, we think that they should do. And then when they don't do it, we fucking talk shit about them when they're only 17 years old. We're not there on the field with them every day, like teaching him and like guiding him to how to be a better person, how to be a, you know, how, help him grow into a, a better player and a better human being. Like we just sit up here in this fucking ivory tower and talk shit. And that's when he starts to realize, like, I've got to go. Yeah, he's on the TV. It's name. He realizes he doesn't like what he's doing. And then he like, the main guy is like, I think it's like, Rich or something like that. He's just yeah. like, I've got to go, Rich. And he's just like, and then he like nods like, okay, Roy. Like, <laughs> right. Well, cause just the night before that, like Roy, he, Ted, Ted offered yeah. Roy a job yeah, like, as a coach. He's like, fuck off. And that's, that was in that until that episode where he decides to, that he doesn't like being on the show at all. And that's where he winds up landing on the other side. Gotta think that had some kind of effect on Nate too. Like that's oh, our change. What you, you know. see is the way that he looks at him once he gets onto the sideline, and that's actually like, you know, it's in the same episode. Like the same episode as the spinning on the mirror, it's right? But, the but at the episode. end of it, he's just like he just pretty much like he's the third coach, you know, and he's got he's starting to do things, and like all of a sudden he's just like Roy shows up, and Roy, like the whole stadium's ch- singing in Roy's name, right? Like and so he's, he's here, like, he's there, he's every fucking, fucking where Roy can. I saw this, I saw this funny meme today, and it was like in the middle it says like Roy, it's a Venn diagram, and there's like three circles, and in the middle it says Roy Kent, and it's like up here it says here, and then the one the the one circle says there, and then every fucking where, and then and I decided he's in the middle. I is is this the one? Nervous. Are we on the one when he comes back as coach? Sorry, yeah. Yeah, this yeah. is my this is my favorite episode by far. Okay. I love this episode. I do too. I mean, I like this episode a lot. I like when Keely's in the stands and she's like, oh fuck, like, cause she's been wanting him to come back. Like, she's like, she was trying to find him something to do, like, right. just in mm-hmm. general, instead of just being fucking, like, doing nothing. But I think that she knew that he needed to be coaching. Cause that's just the kind of person that he is. <clears throat> I love how before he gets in the stadium, he takes his knees, he's like, Pops it back into place. He always pops. Oh, he's always fuck. like, "Fuck!" <laughs> and then he walks into the stadium, and the stadium loses it. Yeah, this, this, I think this this was my favorite. And we were talking about like I was saying that like when this is the first time you see um, Nate spit at himself in yep. the mirror, yep. and like my take on it was like when he looks at himself in the mirror, he sees the weaker version of Nate, and when he spits at, he's spitting on himself his weaker self. I mean, Got like, like kind of like "Fuck you, you're a piece of shit." Like I'm better than you. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's got this split thing going on. Hmm. For sure. Well, he doesn't like sharing the limelight, so he's... The same episode, we learned that his parents don't really care what he does. Yeah, his dad's kind of a dick, too. And he's an older reserve-type man who's <clears throat> not impressed by soccer. What? Yeah. He's, so, like, yeah. as a thing, it's... This is the one where he gets the name. 
Yeah, the, it's the end of this episode yeah. where he gets the name. With, 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 with but, kid, Wonder Kid. Yeah, it's still something that doesn't impress his father. Yeah. Which, I mean, that has to mess with him, too. So, like, he's reasserted Ted is his surrogate father, and his surrogate father now has another child than Roy, and he doesn't like sharing the limelight. I mean, that's what the whole break is about. He doesn't like sharing the limelight with with any other children. Forget the fact that Beard was there the entire time. That's like mm-hmm. right. a broken version of a family, and Nate just sits in that spot and... At that point, just can't take anything from that point forward, which is crazy. And Beard sees through all of it too. Like that, that fool is fucking smart. Nice, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, because the next episode is the signal. Oh, this is the one where they give Jamie the signal to be a prick on the field mm-hmm. and do his job, which is be that forward striker and fucking make those goals. But this is the one where, like, this, the episode starts with like. They're on a they're on a streak and everybody's like it's the Roy Kent, whatever like the Roy Kent effect. Roy Kent effect and they're like oh it's Roy Kent Roy Kent like it's him joining the team and they've they've won every game ever since then and like he's helping all the players like this is what you need to do this is what you need to do then like Jamie's like what do I need to do coach and he just keeps fucking ignoring him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very funny. And like Jamie or they're like Roy, you got to coach everybody. You're our coach. He's like. His fucking problem is you. You made him a fucking team player. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like, wait, what? He's like, yeah. He's like, your fucking thing is like, you're a fucking brilliant player and you're a prick and you get in people's heads and like, you're not doing that. And like, so. You can see Nate definitely affected by Roy joining the team too. Like he, he obviously feels, you know, second fiddle. Yeah. That's what we were just talking about. Oh, sorry. Oh, you're good. Uh, Ted, Ted Circuit's father, and whenever there's a second child to share the, the limelight with, he can't take it. Right. And this is the uh, one with Rebecca's mom's also on this episode. Right. That stuff I do think is a little weird, that any of that came to be a thing at all, but... Is this the Blind Date episode? No. That's no. not for another two episodes. Blind Date this, episode. this might be the one where she breaks up with the dude she was dating. Oh, yes. This is where she breaks... She's dating... Because Rebecca picked up a... Yeah. A man guy, and... In the first episode, no, second episode, she does a double date with Keely and Roy, and Roy's like, yeah. this oh, is yeah, the we worst about date one. ever. Yeah, it was the second one. It, it oh, should it be somebody who one, yeah. sets your fucking world on fire, two. yeah. He's just like, he's not impressed with the dude. <clears throat> Don't settle. The dude constantly wants to talk to him about soccer, and he's just like, I need another drink. And then the, he the, orders the, like a, six a, drinks. A different waiter walks by, I need another drink. Because he just can't take being on the date, and like Keely's made him come, and she, Rebecca's like, "Well, just give me what you guys really think." And he's like, "Well," and he basically unloads on her for a second about how this dude is just he—he's fine. He makes do, but he's not like he's not what you should want. It's kind of weird. Like him and Rebecca's like their banter through this season is interesting where it gets to. Because even when she's trying to figure out how to handle dealing with her stepdaughter, no, niece, her niece. Um, he's like, hey, watch how I deal with Phoebe. Yeah. And he's like, Phoebe, you want to go to my podiatrist, podiatrist appointment? She's like, oh, yes, please. Like a little munchkin. <laughs> and he's like, awesome. And she's like, thanks. And he looks at Rebecca and he's like, they don't care what you're doing. Kids just want to feel like they fit in. And she's like, huh, okay. So like he helps her over a couple different hurdles in this mm-hmm. season like that. Because like the boyfriend thing, because she's, you know, the dude is... 
I don't really think that dude is that bad a dude or whatever, but no, as he, a he, thing. He's just like, he doesn't set your world on fire. He doesn't right. make, make your heart sing. So the whole, her, her, her getting on banter happened after that. Got it. And uh, we were not that far along yet, but she started talking to somebody, which yeah. I'm going to say I thought it was Ted. High five. 100%. Yeah, because there's one I moment too. I did at first. They yeah, show her messaging and then they show him walking down the With corridor the phone. messaging. Yep. Yeah. I thought it was Ted for yeah. sure. Which is bait and switch is what it is for sure. Right. Sure, yeah. But yeah, I totally thought that's what that was. But this is also one where Higgins like try, keeps trying to like have a meeting of the Diamond Dogs and oh my like, god, yeah, about, about Jane. No, yeah, about Beard and Jane. Yeah, like, about right. like, like she's terrible for him, and it's just like and that's when the song, the Rainbow song, like, and then so everybody's like, Rebecca's like asking advice from Higgins, and like Higgins like I need to tell somebody needs to tell Beard, like somebody needs to tell him that she's fucking terrible, and like everybody's like, nah. We'll just kind of yeah. let it do its thing. Like, that's, right. you don't really say anything. That's just not what you do. And then at the end of it, he does. And like, like he's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said anything. And Beard's like, and just grabs and pulls him in and hugs him all tight. Right. <laughs> makes me laugh so hard. Yeah. And, and Jane makes him like, takes his like ball cap off and puts on the, the, oh, yeah. the newsboy cap. He's like, makes me feel like Oliver Twist. Like, <laughs> Please, sir. Like, may I have some more? <laughs> Jane's weird. She's a fucking whack job, yeah, man. She's out of her mind. Yeah, so is Beard, though. That's oh. true. Yeah. We got you just don't phone. see it. Well, not till the in beard. the arena, yeah. you know, like outside of soccer. He's loco. Well, the whole reason the two of them met in season one is they both played chess. Chess, right? Yeah. And since then, it's been like a broken relationship of. I don't know, abuse, I guess? I don't know. I like when they're sitting there, and I think it's in season one, he's like, are y'all playing chess without a board right now? <laughs> they totally are. They're like sitting there just talking back and forth, playing chess. It's great. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, yeah, what else happens in this one? This is the one that... The signal, we talked about Jamie. Right. talked about Beard. We talked about, like, Rebecca. You can tell, like, his mom... Got cheated on again by her dad, and like she ends up going back to him again because he buys her a Tesla. Right. And then at the end of it, this is the one where um they're playing Tottenham in the in the semi no the, the quarterfinal. Cup? Oh, got it. They're playing Tottenham in the quarterfinal, and they're they're winning at first because they give Jamie the the signal, and he scores from super fucking far out. Scores a Ronaldo. And, uh, which is what's totally based on where he's standing and everything is a completely what happened, like Cristiano Ronaldo goal. And then, um, they get, they get, when Ted leaves and has the panic attack, run, like goes off the field, and, like that's when, like, the, the team kind of starts to crumble and they get scored on, so then it's a draw. Well, then, um, that's when Nate finally te- steps up, pulls three offensive players, right. puts on three defensive players and tells them to park the bus, which parking the bus means, like, you just drop your defense back and just protect, like defend, 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 defend. I thought that was one of the trick plays they went through. No, parking the bus is like as a defensive strategy. Oh, okay. Defense okay. strategy where you just you pull back and you just defend, defend, defend. And Got it. You pull like most of your offensive players off, put defensive players minded on, and then like you just have one guy and they leave Jamie on and he plays the breakaway probably and scores the winning goal. They don't say that's what happens, but right. I'm pretty sure that's what happens. Wins, yeah. Either Jamie or Danny, one of the two. So this is... um to play the counterattack, basically. Right. It's like you're defending, and then you just launch it, and the striker goes. As a person who's... Have any of you guys ever had a panic attack before? I haven't. I I've been so. close to having one. So as a person who has... I probably have one every 
four or five months. It's been a while now, but um, this show does such a good job depicting what happens. I mean, literally, that's the first place I feel it is in my hands and my shoulders and my arms. And it's just this impending fucking doom feeling, and there's nobody that can help you. Um, but the show does a really, really good job um, it, depicting how it feels. And then later on, which uh, we, we get to, um, a lot of it is dealing with your pent-up emotion, at least for me. Dealing up with with your pent up emotions and things, you know, stress that you got going on in your life, and I think they do a really, really good job of that with Ted. Um, getting some of the things out to the doctor, um, and, and um, essentially, essentially crying a lot. I mean, that's what normally helps me a lot. So I really, really, um, I really kind of um, what's the word? Not sympathize. Identified? Identified, yes, thank there you. you. Really identified with that a lot. And I, okay. I thought it was really, really cool. Feels real. It's 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 an insane sensation, man. It's in, it's insane what your fucking brain can do to your body. It's it's awful. But I, I did like this and I I thought it definitely did a good job of put, putting Ted in a vulnerable spot and then having the doctor find him at the end and he's like, Oh, I'd like to make an appointment. He's like curled up on her couch and all fucked up. I thought that was really, really good. Because I think that's how the episode ends, right? Yeah, with him curled yep. up waiting for Dr. Right. Sharon. Yeah. Rebecca goes to look for him because he's, you know, has had a panic attack in the past. And she she's the one that brought him down last time. Right, because he was in the, the in the karaoke bar when, when they were in Liverpool. Time. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> so then like, she goes to look for him and can't find him. And he's like hidden in Dr. Sharon's office. Dr. Sharon finds him, though. Yeah, he's hidden in Dr. Sharon's yeah. office. Yeah. She yeah. go, she doesn't find I mean, she doesn't go looking for him she like she just finds him yeah she just goes into her office and turns on the light and he's there like laying on the couch yeah and that's where Nate wins the game with his his strategy and like starts to wonderkid 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 mm. sexy Christmas sexy Christmas that was funny that was funny what are you drinking now just two more tea I just squeeze the rest of the tea bag in there. Lukewarm water. It is. Well, it's warm. Headspace is next. Show you tea bag. I think there's something different. Oh, is it? Pretty sure. I think this is the one where Headspace is the one where like Roy just is around Keely constantly. She never gets any fucking time away from him, and it's just like I fucking shit, Roy. Just I need some space. And the whole time, like, they he keeps walking in on them. I'm like, you guys talking about me? And they're like, yeah. And he's like, whatever. Yep. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, that's what you guys were talking about? Fuck you. So this is the one with the date, then. The blind uh, date. It must be. Mm-mm. It has to have happened by now. The blind date happens in, like, episode one or two. What? Yeah. No. The blind no. date's with Sam. The blind date with Sam. Oh, not not the group date. Oh that yeah yeah no no yeah the the blind date that, that was the beginning. We 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 come to this find out is, that this is way farther down the road. Yeah, yeah. As far as him and her, it's because they work together and live together and drive to work together. And even though she thought that'd be a good idea, it's not the best idea. This was just making her crazy. And you gotta have your fucking alone time, absolutely, or just separation. You know. Uh, it's her work is a very different thing than his work, so 
her having any time to do any of, any of her work requires not uh, being distracted, and he's just a constant distraction. Right. This is the one where they're smoking in the kit room. Uh, yes. Yeah. It's clever. Get caught. It's funny. Everyone's in there. Yeah. It's like a whole bunch of the upper management's there, and in walks the towel boy, and he's like, Meh, I just need shoes, and they're like, yep. Which is also funny. It's just silly. I don't necessarily remember a whole lot more about this particular episode. Yeah, I don't either, other than a lot of Keely and... Date still doesn't happen in this one. No, okay. Getting into the next one. They're they're, they're still just talking about who she's talking to on banter, right? Oh, yeah, because she's been asked by whoever it is to to meet. To meet, meet. yeah. And she hasn't responded you back to that yet. That's right. This is where we first start getting the idea that who she's really talking to is... Is Ted. No, not Ted. Oh. We've thought up to this point it was Ted, but... Um, no, by this point, you know that it's, it's him. It's Sam. Oh, yeah. You, yeah. you know pretty much right off the bat. Like, well, like after- it's not right away. It's it's not. It's at least one or two episodes where you think it's Ted. Only the one time you think it's Ted, then you when find... When the bait and switch at the, happens, At the yeah. end of that episode, you find out that it's... That's right, that it's mm, Sam. Literally, like, the end of that episode, you find out it's Sam. Right. So, yeah, as far as the thing... Sam has asked her to go on a date, and she hasn't responded to him yet. Right. Or to meet in person. Not necessarily go on a date, but meet in person. And all the guys in the clubhouse are like, has she responded yet? Have you heard anything yet? He's like, oh, there's three dots. Three dots? Because whoever it is is thinking about responding and is typing. And because he didn't send the message, it goes away. Because she deletes and sends. She types messages a couple different times and deletes it a couple times. Right. Uh, so this episode, I believe, ends with Roy making Keely the bath. Right. And he leaves her alone for like three hours and yeah, whatever. Yeah, just yeah. Yeah, pieces out. This is yep. ends with I, this whole episode, like Ted goes in and out, right? Like it's, yes, this is the one where he goes in and out with the, with, with the, the shrink. Um, just, and just, yeah. Deflects the first one, like loses a shit one yep. time. Like, mm-hmm. And then last time he goes in there and she just. Well, he insults her the first time. God, the yeah. The second one, yeah, insults yeah, her. Yeah, he insults her really. And loses his shit and storms out. And then the next one, she's like, you, you hurt, hurt my, my feelings. feelings. You're yeah. an asshole. You're like, an asshole. That was rude. It's kind of cool to see him like that. Like, not, not that it's a good thing, but you're like, oh, this guy isn't always 100% happy go lucky thing. I mean, when it hits close to home like that, I mean, he's vulnerable and, and, um, definitely doesn't like. Talking to shrinks. Well, he talks about it, like because when he was going through marriage counseling, like the marriage the counselor would just like talk shit to him, like it was his fault no matter what, and would never let him even get a word in edgewise. Right. So he just like had a bad experience, which is different type of shrink. But yeah, it does happen. Shrinkage is a thing. A lot of feminists out there. Oh, sorry, I thought we were talking about something. Else. Oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> Bitches. <laughs> Man, that's what I did for this other show came from. What show is that? The Shrink. Oh, show. Shrink, yeah. Yeah, the Shrink show, sure. Yeah, that's where it came from. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, this should be... No, 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 that's not it. I don't necessarily remember anything else about it. Like I said, it's, I, I, it's I kind of a void. I don't either, yeah. But it is a lot of, like, development. It's a lot of Keely and Roy. Yeah, a lot of Keely and Roy, a lot of Ted and Dr. Sharon and... Yeah. Is this one where the little girl, or, uh, yeah, where uh, Phoebe gets in trouble for cussing? Um, no. Maybe. Next one. Okay. This is the one where Nate graduates from just talking shit to the fucking 
uh, Kit Man to Colin, the one of the players, in front of Beard. This, yeah. So this is when he gets the jersey. They make him that jersey that says Wonder Kid, and he is like in front of the team. He's like, "Oh yeah, no well, big deal." And then at the end, well, the, yeah, but at the beginning of it, he makes he talks like, "Oh, that's they right." They go onto the pitch, and Colin, he's like, basically calls calls out Colin, like, and then like Colin's like, "Hey man, do you have an issue with me? What's up?" He's like, "Yeah, it's because you're." Like Danny and Jamie are like Picasso, and you're like, mm-hmm. like you paint paintings for like diners, like you're just like right. you know hotel or holiday hotel, inns. Yeah, holiday yeah. Inns. This then, is the one where he's on Twitter liking and everything that mm-hmm. he fucking sees about himself. And then Beard's in there, and he's just like, "That was rude, and you'll fix it." Yeah. And he's just like, "Are you gonna tell Teddy?" He's like, "This is between you and me." And then he like looks up again, and Beard's gone. No, he's like, "The door's behind you." And he goes out, and he's like, this is my office. And he turns around. Yeah, and Beard's, Beard's fucking gone. gone. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, and then he goes and apologizes to Colin in front of everybody. And everybody's like, it's cool, man. It's cool. And then, like, they go into the locker room. And, like, they're like, oh, we got you something, too. Because, like, that was pretty cool. Like, like you're growing. And, like, they got him the Wonder Kid and, like, the Kit Man head down it for him. And then he goes, if you ever fucking do that again, yeah. then... You ever disrespect me in front of the team like that? Yeah. Yeah. I'll fucking kill you. Fucking kill you, yeah. It's completely out of control. Fucking rap. I hope we get to see more of the... Well, you know, it's like it gets to a point where there's got to be a mental health issue thing somewhere. I think we'll get... I think we'll get there because I think in the the episode I watched tonight, there's some things. So, yeah. What's next? Um, he also has a big nose. <laughs> Man City is the next episode, which is... Is this where they get fucking annihilated? This is the FC yeah. Cup, yeah. right? FA Cup. FA Cup. They get destroyed. Sorry. Sorry, FC, I'm thinking football club. FA Club. Yeah, the English FA, the Football Association. And that's where Jamie's dad shows up and just rides him the entire, <laughs> entire episode like an asshole. Well, he texts him. Yeah. It starts out as a text, like, yeah. the, ticket, the tickets for Wembley set up or whatever. And he's just like, fuck, and he finds Higgins hidden in that fucking, like, <laughs> janitor's giving closet. giving up his office, yeah. Well, he's hidden in that janitor's yeah. closet, and he's just like, do you want me to shut this? He's like, oh, yeah, you probably should. Those yeah. questions. Those questions, yeah. Well, because he's lost his office to Dr. Sharon, yeah. and so he's been moving around random places mm-hmm. in the building to have an office. It's very kind of him. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, but this is the one you find more about Doctor Sharon, where she's on a she's on a call with her own therapist at the beginning of the episode, and, and this like, is she has a, she struggles with Ted because she deflects just like Ted does, and then you, she obviously has a drinking problem because Ted. Yeah, is this one where she's in the foot in the accident? Yeah, because yeah, that's how he gets her home. So the video, the the episode starts out with her getting into and she has a concussion, an accident, yeah, and she she's talking concussion. shit the whole time. She is she's like, get off the fucking path, like just like she's just saying yep. saying horrible shit to me. Yeah, I, like, I, hate your, I hate your sweater. <laughs> yeah, I hate your fucking sweater. Get your dog. Take care of your dog. Your dog hates your sweater too. Your dog and, then your get, and then she gets in the car wreck, and like yep. Ted shows up at the fucking hospital, and like has to like, yeah, sorry, you can't drive yourself home. We have to like, right? Yeah, because somebody had. She's like, God damn it, out. this motherfucker. And he takes her home, and talk to me about Wembley, because they talk about old Wembley and new Wembley. Okay, so. Wembley Stadium is the English national team's stadium. So every country has a stadium that is like where their national team plays. It's specifically for that. So they built new Wembley because old Wembley was fucking old. It was like 
a hundred years old, so they built a new one, and it's in London. It's in the capital of like, so Scotland has its own national like, and uh, I I've seen I didn't see the national Scottish national stadium, but I saw the one in Cardiff, which is in Wales. Wales has their own national stadium too, and it's in Cardiff, and it's called. Hmm. I'll tell you here in a second. But yeah, each, so everybody, and it's like, it's, they don't just, like, that's where, like, the rugby would play or okay. anything, like, it's any national. They talk about the pitch being bigger? There's not a specific size per soccer pitch. Like, there's, hmm. they're all slightly different depending on how big the stadium. Like, Old Trafford has a massive field, but, like, other smaller teams have smaller fields. So that's why it gets hard for, like, a team like Man U playing such a big pitch at home. And in the past, they've been very successful because they can spread the ball out more to go play on a smaller team's pitch. Like, that's like a, like a second, you know, if they're playing in the FA Cup to go play in like a third level team or second level team, like, like Sheffield Wednesday has a smaller field. Like, they talk about that. See, and I thought the, it, it would be more of an advantage to be going from a bigger field to a smaller field because it's less sprinting. But it's interesting that you go the other way. Yeah, spread the ball out more. Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't think of it that way. Huh. Yeah. That stadium is so fucking cool. The locker rooms are fucking... I mean, I don't know if they really look like that, but it's really fucking cool. Look, it looks like a spaceship where all the, the locker rooms are in, in yeah, uh, Wembley. So the Welsh one's called Millennium Stadium. Um, Like, every team has one. Yeah, I just thought it was interesting. I was like, I didn't know that all pitches were different sizes. Learn something new. Hamden Park is Scotland. It's in Glasgow, which I thought would be in Edinburgh, because Edinburgh's the capital, but it's in Glasgow, I guess. Huh. Maybe it's Ibrox. Anyway, so yeah, every team. So that's where, and that's where you would, that's, so the FA Cup semifinals, both semifinals of the FA Cup, because there's, you know, obviously four teams left, so both semifinals will be played there, then the final of the FA Cup, and then the Carabao Cup, which is like a secondary tournament that they do. So all the all those finals will be played there, and then they, I mean, some years, like the Euros this last summer, the final for the Euros was played there. So like big matches because it's a huge. I think it holds like ninety eight thousand people or something Holy like that. Shit. It's fucking huge. Yeah. Wow. Like when I was there, I saw it in the di- we, we we drove by it. Like you could see it. It fucking like or you'd see in the way in the. Oh, I'm sure you can see that arch from anywhere. That's so big, yeah, and it cha- yeah, and then, you know they change the colors and all the stuff depending on what's going on. That's but, cool. Uh, which they actually see at the end of like, I think they change it to blue for Man City at the end of this game. Oh, do they? In this, in this, like in this match at the end of it. Hmm. Um. Anything else about it? Uh, no, no, that was it. I was just I, I caught it and I was like, oh, I didn't know all pitches were different sizes. That's interesting. Yeah, you can't really be like, what's the what's the official size? It's like it's a little bit. It's always a little. Well, bit but it's different. Like NFL, I mean, they're regulated to be a fucking right. certain size because mm-hmm. you know, baseball. I guess baseball's different too, though, because you got different uh, lengths for exactly. You know, it's yeah. kind of like baseball, so like outfields. Uh, no. Right. Yeah, outfields are different no matter like, around well, the league. What was the big green wall in, in the Boston? Green, the green giant. The green yeah. giant. Mm-hmm. Like, like they talk about like. Daniel Tosh talks about one of his specials, like the old, the new Yankee Stadium's a fucking joke. Daniel yeah, because it's tiny. Daniel Tosh talks about that one of his specials, doesn't he? I don't know, but it's uh, fucked up. They have a tiny field. Yeah, they do. Yeah, you, you, you have a tiny field. And it's 
super fucking expensive. They built this fucking, you know, it, it costs a shit ton of fucking money. And then you're like, well, no wonder these guys are fucking knocking shit out of the park. So they demolished old Wembley in 02 and like new Wembley built on, to, on the same site and they opened in 07. The field size is 115 yards by 74 yards. Wow. Okay. So, there you go. Um, so, he's got his dad. Jamie's dad is a prick. And is there anything else, really, other than the the FA Cup? I mean, that that's in this episode? So, this is the one where he gets, like, Roy gets called to Phoebe's to Phoebe school about the swearing. That's okay. So, this is this one. Okay. And then... Fine. <laughs> So this is the one also where Rebecca and Sam show up. Okay, so this is the blind date episode. So this is this one. Okay, so they go to... He he decides to text her again. It's like, hey, meet me here at this time. I'll be there. You should be too. And then they show up. And, and then like he messages, like, I'm at the bar and not her mm-hmm. phone deems. Blue suit. And he's like, yeah. uh... Yep. She's like, no, 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 no. no. This, obviously, this is also the haircut episode. Yes, yes, yes. The beginning starts out with Isaac giving the... I like that shit. Oh, it's so good. So funny. So clever. It's great. It looks good, too. He's got a great haircut. And Roy gives Phoebe the talk about, you're better than me, you're smarter than me, yep. don't swear. And she's like, okay, fine. Yeah. Um, um, what else happens in this one? Then they get blown out. They get blown out, and then... Dickhead goes into the locker room and is given Tart, his son, shit. Is fucking talking shit to everybody. Fucking and then asshole. Jamie finally fucking stands up for herself and punches him in the face. Right. And fucking Beard drags him the fuck out and slams him into the slams fucking his door. Head, like, yeah. whoops, sorry. And then like throws him out or whatever. And then Jamie's like losing it and Roy runs up and hugs him. That was good. Which was like, fuck yeah. That was yeah. great. Super That was rad. dope for sure. So then we have. And then Ted. Roy, yep. Roy and Ted outside. Or sorry, Ted well, Beard. Then Ted runs outside because he's like losing his shit because he sees the fa- the father son interaction and calls Doctor Sharon's like, my dad shot and killed himself when I was sixteen, and then you needed to know that she's like, oh my gosh, okay. And so like then it all comes together for her like this is what the fuck like because she shares some stuff with him early on and he still won't open up. Yeah. So and then we have Beard saying, hey, I'm gonna walk this off. I'm not gonna ride home with you. And they, he walks off into the night and gives Ted the finger. And yeah, it's like this one ends pretty darkly. Oh yeah, because you think that Beard's like super fucking pissed at him, and like he's like fucked. Like it's because it's they come out they come out in this game on the offensive foot like they like they try to play a different style strategy against Man City thinking that this is the way that they should do it and they like it they fucking like loses the game on mm-hmm. them and they just yeah, play 5 it. to 0 yeah it's a lot so the next one is the beard episode this is my favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love I this episode it's like I was, I was the only one I watched 3 times oh really yeah it's good I don't know. Like I said, I think I I like Roy, Roy's my boy though. I like Roy the best, and I like when he comes back as a coach. But I get why it's your favorite. This is a damn good episode. Well, that's so much happens in it. A lot of people hate on this episode online too. Really, it gets a lot of hate. Yeah, and it, I think it's fucking fantastic. Like so many cool things happen in this episode, 
And it's sort of, it's sort of like, well, first of all, I like how it picks up right where, Directly. right where, at the yeah. same exact time. It's just like, instead of following Ted, you follow Beard. Yeah. Well, trailway wise, yeah. It also doesn't even have the opening crawl. It's, it's him sitting on it the bus. It has the song, it has but the it's an acoustic, really slow version of and that And it just song. says Ted Lasso on the fucking seat, and it's yeah. all the people getting out of the, getting out of the tube. Right. That's what and they call it. There, right? And the then he goes to the pub. Well, he goes home first. Oh, right. Right. Well, they show his keys a lot during the episode. Oh, my God. But, yeah, the keys. Which is weird. But they do, so like you said, the opening, this one and the Christmas episode have different openings. Yes, the Christmas episode is, is, is there's claymation, the yeah. everybody in it, and then they make it uh, red and green. Right. And he keeps imagining the announcers are talking all this shit about him, right? Yeah. On TV. Thierry Henry's like, shut up, Thierry Henry! He just keeps saying that. Like, makes me laugh so fucking hard. Thierry Henry's like a super famous French striker who played for Arsenal for a long fucking time and, like, played for Arsenal when they went undefeated one season. Did anybody else notice the, uh, I think it's a, I think it's a picture of Burning Man that he touches when he goes into this house? Is that what that is? I thought it looked like Burning Man. I'm not quite sure. Know. We we can look at it, but I, that's the first thing that came to my mind. It looks like a giant statue of, of yeah. He like kisses it. Yeah, I don't know what. Yeah, I thought it was Burning Man. I could be. It could be it wrong. Yeah, I don't know. It looks like the giant uh, wooden figure that they burn at Burning Man. I was like, what the fuck? It's a little yeah, a little weird. Anyway, so he goes to the pub, and yeah, he gets pissed off his house. Because he's watching shit, and, he, and, like, Jane's texting him to, like, come here, come find me, do this, and he's just like, ah, fuck the shit, and he, like, leaves. She says she's at a church, atoning for her sins. Yeah. And he's, like, fucking, and he kind of walks by that fluorescent sign, that neon he sign a couple times. Twice. He yeah. passes it a couple times, yeah, because she shows the, the fluorescent the cross, yeah. You see it reflected in the, win- in the window. And you see him walk by at the beginning. Yeah. And then at the end, too, but, like, then he goes to the pub, and he sits, <laughs> sits down with the, like, grabs a beer. Get down. Grabs a beer and sits down with the guys, and they're like, they ask him a the question. The hooligans. They ask him a question, the next thing you know, like, they fast forward to what he's like, 10 pints later or whatever, and he's like, talking about fucking, uh, <laughs> simulation theory. Yeah. Which is what we talked about at the beginning of last episode of this, ep- of our show. Yeah. Which I was like, what the fuck? It's so funny. Like, any, you got any questions? And then he's anything but soccer, and then like, the three of them yeah. rattle off these weird ass fucking questions, and that's what the, yeah, what the answers are about relativity of life and whether we live in a simulation. Yep. It's pretty good. Pretty good. So from there, they go to a swanky joint, right? Well, she's like, all right, it's time to close. It's and they're like, call, yeah. they're like well, England pub's closed at 11, mate. And he's and they're like, well, let's go. Like, let's go to this. They're like, that's a private club. And he's like, just trust me. And like, we, isn't there a dress code? And she like puts that box up on the counter. Yeah, they get suit jackets and head to like the scarves and yeah. it's like a lost and found, but it's like lost and discovered is what it says. I think, yeah, I think it's the yeah, yeah. misplaced and discovered. Misplaced and discovered. <laughs> so yeah, they all put on jackets and tie up their their necks with scarves, scarves and cover up their jerseys, and <laughs> off they go to the swanky club. It's just messed up how they get inside. It was pretty good. So they go to the place. It's called. Honey and bone, phone and honey, something around there. Yeah, something and they tell this lady they prank call her and well, say that well, the, her house is on fucking fire. Well, he goes in there and like, like asks her name, and she tells him, and then she's like, "What's your name?" He's like, "That's none of my yeah, business." <laughs> <laughs> she's like, 
what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. And he leaves and like, act, like act, act normal. And he like gets behind the big dude. Yeah. And he's just against the wall. Like, and well, she's like, look they Ryan's call belt. right before he leaves. Like, and he like, runs outside. Yeah, your flat's on fire. It's the fire yeah. marshal. <laughs> yeah. It's a whole setup to get it. And so she rushes out leaving. They're like, Oh, I feel really bad. Cause she's, you know, upset about her house. Oh my like, God! It's a bike. Worry. It's a bike club line. Tomorrow it she'll, is. It she'll is. feel she'll feel absolutely perfect because her house is fine. Yep. She, tomorrow her flat will look better than any other flat she's ever seen because everything's fine. Tomorrow will be the most beautiful, beautiful day, day of her Raymond life. Raymond K. Essel's life. <laughs> His breakfast will taste better than any meal you and I have ever tasted. So fucking good. <laughs> I loved that. And they walk in and the three guys don't want to go. They're like, we don't belong yeah. here. Yeah. He's like, knock that shit off. He's like, who wants an overpriced beer? And they're like, he's like, okay, who wants an overpriced beer that I'm going to pay for? And they're like, ah, yeah. <laughs> then they meet up with some guys from Oxford and they start. And he just like talks like an Irish, like beer. Yeah, that like was an Irishman. The- and like, and there's like, knows all this. She's like, I dated a lady from Oxford. And then he's like, and when he tells him to strut and he's like, strut. And they all strut across the, <laughs> and then I don't, he calls himself something else. But then like one of the, one of the hooligan dudes is like, just one thing that Professor McGonagall taught yeah, us. He does say McGonagall. <laughs> <laughs> he does say McGonagall. Yeah, it's the value of money. It's value. <laughs> They're like trying to count out like. Oh my god! Make yeah, twenty pounds. They bet him a bunch of shrapnel, all the fucking coins on the on the on the pool table. So then he sees the pretty lady at the bar, and he follows her, and he goes to a room, and then he sees the announcers again. He sees Henri again, telling him that he's. That he hates himself, and he ripped this. He rips his pants on a table the girl from the God bar. Damn it! He's yep. gonna sew his pants. Gives him some ridiculous fucking pants to wear, like disco. Yeah, he pants. gets kicked out of the. He gets kicked out of the the oh, yeah, the, did, the honey and bone. Yeah, yeah. And those bones weird, and honey those weird old tube TVs. Yeah, are like lava lampy, and then like that's he what starts he sees to see like all the pun. Like and he's like, shut up, Jerry Henry, and yeah. it rips his fucking pants, and like. Because can I help you? And he's just like, yeah, you're fucking bullshit, fucking fake faux bullshit wood coffee table. Rip my pants. He's like, can I see your membership card? And he's like, uh, my friends are in there. Yeah. So then he meets the lady outside the bar and she takes him to her house and is trying to fix his pants. I, she, it seems like I thought she was a prostitute. Honestly, that was the first thing I thought of, but. It's definitely weird what she was doing. Yeah, whatever she's doing, it's weird. Yeah. So she's like, take off your pants. And he's like, what? She's like, I'll give you other ones to wear. And these pants that he wears are like sequins gold and pink with stars. It looks like something fucking Elton John would wear. Like, Yeah, it does. But they fit him so... <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> they, fit, they fit Beard perfectly. Um and then the boyfriend shows up. And she's like, come to my house so I can fix it. Yeah. Fix your pants. He's like, don't tell me what to do. <laughs> and then he like walks all like tries to walk and his like ass is hanging yeah. out. But yeah, then like the crazy huge like she's like t- basically tells guy. him to answer it. And he's like well, he gets a, she gets a phone call and she's like, answer it. He's like, it says do not answer. She's like, Yeah, go ahead and answer it anyway. And it's a video call from this dude who I don't know, looks like a shorter version of uh Drax from Guardians like of the Galaxy. Yeah. Looks yeah, like Batista. He looks like Batista. Yeah. Just shorter, but really, really pissed and with a beard, like half beard. And he's pissed that Beard's answering the phone in the first place. Like, so pissed. 
And he's like, I think we have a problem. And she's like, nah, it's fine. And then the next thing you know, the dude's banging on the door. So he was calling her as he was coming up to the door. He's like, I forgot my keys, babe. Like, or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Cause he talked about his keys too. Right. And he's dropped, he's dropped his keys a couple times at this point and he leaves his wallet and his phone there. And this guy starts chasing him. And she's like, run. Yeah. And he, like, run. And, he, and he pulls the fucking, uh, Hans Gruber. And fucking jumps off the side of the building. He does jump off <laughs> into a trash bin. Yeah. Like, it's the I bottom. Mean, yeah, he, did, hard. he is hard. Like, I don't know how he didn't break a fucking leg. I'm sure it was padded, but. It's a terrible decision. So there he's running and he runs into a subway tunnel, looks like, and he meets Jamie Tart's dad yep. and his two fucking goons, and they beat the fuck out of him, man. He holds his ground pretty good, though. He does for a single guy. Well, first he hops three, on the, yeah. like, the guy's chased him and he, like, pulls the fucking, like, flesh thing where he hops on, on the, the bus. bus. it, like, and then the old lady, like, calls him out and he's like, God damn it. And, like, kicks him off the bus and then. That's how he gets away from the big guy first. Yeah, he gets away from the, yeah. yeah. By fletching it on the bus until the old lady's like, he didn't put and the whole chip time, in. And the whole time, like, the, the, the pundit guys are fucking, like, commentating on the fight, basically. Once we get to the the underground after he's kicked off the bus, yeah. Which goes surprisingly, I think at the end, whenever the big dude shows up and then basically whoops the guys, he's like, yeah, you left your, uh, she explained what the problem was. So clearly she was setting up the boyfriend to make him mad. Like, that's what she was doing. That's the whole thing. But yeah, he basically rules those three dudes, saves Beard, gives him his keys and stuff back, and then like walks with him out of the tunnel system. Yeah, it comes and saves him. Yeah. <clears throat> and you're like, I overreacted. Like, I'm just like, I used to be a piece of shit, and I've, I'm a better person now. But, like, me being a piece of shit makes me, like, not trust her, even though she didn't ever do anything wrong. And, like, she's pregnant, and I'm going to be a dad. And, like, you know, I so like, and, like, sorry, like, I'm not even a Richmond fan, but that was really fucking hard to watch today, man. Like, I'm sorry. He's like, oh, and he dropped these, and he hands him his fucking keys again. And his phone. And his wallet. We'd already handed those to him, but then like, oh yeah, yeah right. Isn't the key last? The key's got to have some other significance. I think any of us are getting. I don't know what that. Or it means. doesn't unlock the door either. Like mm-hmm. he keeps having a part time getting his door to unlock every time. Door. Yeah, like it's not the right key. Yeah, what is it? Is like it's mm-hmm. does it sticks at the beginning and he finally gets it. Well, till the end. Right? But then he gets right. on that. The huge dude gets on that. Well, he fucks up Jamie Tart's dad and the other guys, yeah. and then he like gets on that fucking scooter, like that razor oh, scooter. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, like that was a giant was dude right. on his Where tiny ass scooter. Where man. did that come from? Giant man. He's so fucking funny. So then he goes. The boys pull up in a limo. <laughs> that's don't right. They? That's right. Oh, yeah. yeah, they do. <coughs> Boys pull up in a limo. And they're like, we treated ourselves to a limo because those guys were shit at pool. We won a bunch of money. Then we told them who we really were, and they didn't care. They didn't even care, yeah. I was invited to Christmas or some shit. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to wear, yeah. It's not Christmas, but it's something like that. Easter, Easter Sunday, Easter yeah. Easter Sunday, that's yeah. what it was. And it's like, well, what the... F- um, okay, okay. What? And they're like, we're going out more. And he's like, me, home. Yeah. And then like before he gets out of the fucking limo... Mm-hmm. He hands him a piece of paper and he's like, "Tell Renee Beard said it's okay." Yeah, and they're like, "What the fuck?" Go to this address. Go to this address. That's the coolest fucking shit. Oh, I yeah. so cool. that's like so cool. Yeah. That's when I was like, "This episode is Great. fucking amazing." And he, like the old, super crazy, scary old British man. He's like, "Like uh, he meets Jane before that." 
No, he doesn't. Oh, he doesn't? Uh-uh. Oh, I thought so it they go been... on to, they Oh, go... okay. So they go and like knock on the door. And okay. Like, and it says no entry. It's like, are you Renee? And they're like, who's asking? I'm like, Beard sent us. He said it's okay. He's like, this way. And he's like, turn on the lights. Well, they're all like, this is the creepiest weird bullshit ever. Cause yeah, the and they're all using their crazy phone Crazy back alley fucking Weird door. tunnel again. Yeah. And uh he like, they come out of the fucking tunnel and they're like, what are we... Are, or like, are we in heaven or something like that? It's like, no, it's something field, which is like the home field to. They call it something road or something road. It's like, which yeah, is Richmond's home. Yeah, field. Rich, Richmond's home field. They all get to go on the pitch and they freak the fuck out. It's great. Yeah, that's just rad. And then uh, he finally passes by the the cross the again. Cross, yeah. His phone's dead. That's his right. Phone, his phone died. His phone dies. Yeah, he's, that's he's, what nah! He just screams no at a, in a really funny well, voice. Well, she sent him messages that said... It was said, like 56 messages. Yeah, and he starts looking at him, and one of them says that she loves him, and he's like, goes to try a text back, and that's when it dies. And he's like, looks up in the sky, no! And he tries to go home, and then uh, the key breaks on the door. Right. So he's running from the rain when he eventually comes across the cross again. And he's like, oh, it's the same yeah, neon cross okay. from before. He goes inside. It's actually a church, which is freaking weird. And he's basically just in there praying out loud. And the rain stops. He's close. When he's praying, he's like, are you there? It's me, Margaret's son. He, he doesn't mm-hmm. use his fucking name. <laughs> no. could, Margaret's, Margaret's which boy. Is, which is pretty good. <laughs> Once rain stops, you hear all this like... <laughs> Umtis music. Yeah. Um-tis, Nelson um-tis, Road. Um-tis. Nelson ah. Road, that's it. Nelson Road. Yeah. Um-tis, and he's like, um-tis, what the um-tis, hell? Um-tis. And so he starts looking around the church, and eventually he finds that inside the church, there's actually a disco, like, rave. Oh, it's a rave for sure, yeah. Party place also, which is really bizarre, but. I think they have one of those in Denver, don't they, called the church? It's a, yeah, but it's a club. It's a, the whole place is a club, though. Yeah. Oh, true. Yeah, the top it's is a like, real church. Yeah. yeah, it's not like a real church mixed in with it. Although, I mean, having helped. Well, I don't think throw, this place is actually supposed to be a real church. I think it is a club, but you it's. You think a, the front entrance is just a mess yeah. of people? Hmm. It might be, because, I mean, it, it was a pretty big. For the sake of what people didn't see, if you didn't see it, it looks like a full on regular ass church. Yeah, it does. It does, yeah. So, I don't know what. Having helped people throw raves in weird places before, it could easily be the basement of the church turned into a rave. When, when have you done that? I used to do a lot of shows. How come you didn't call me? I mean, this is years ago. Oh. And they were um, to party. My, my, my buddy Big Josh is very, uh, he's very rave-tastic, and hmm. we used to set up parties. It was good stuff. Anyway. Um, These fucking pants. Oh, my God. They're ridiculous. They're amazing. Yeah. The pants are... They're Anyways, crazy. go on. I'm sorry, serious. But, yeah. Anyway, so he sneaks around. Finally... Get, well, not sneaks around. He finally follows the music till eventually he finds the crazy rave in the bottom or the side of the church or whatever with all the crazy neon crosses and just lights everywhere and stupid... Uh, Hula hoops. Hula hoops and hanging like those suspended hula hoop things the girls will climb into and swing around. So right as he walks into the church, like he takes off his jacket and he looks so defeated and he's like kind of moving. He's like, uh, and then he just he basically walks in the middle of the dance floor. Like that part. He yeah, just, like, he just starts just loses. He just fucking just goes crazy right there. And it just fucking it's so, so good. Dance crazy. 
So fantastic. All in his, uh, all of her, all of her twist cap. The and whole he's time. got black eyes beating the shit out of, and he sees Jane. With the hula hoop. With the hula hoop, yeah. And she's like, put this on, try this. Gives him the hula hoop to use it. And he just murders the hula hoop. Yeah, he does. It's impressive. Those things are not. Yeah, it's impressive. He looks, he does it like effortless though. He's barely I mean, moving. If you can do it, you can do it. I can't do it. No. Yeah. These yeah. hips don't lie, brother. It's not a, uh. Those fucking pants though. They are ridiculous. They're amazing. <laughs> anyway, so Hulu dances for a little while. Right. Which is also weird, but <laughs> nevertheless, you know, man of many talents. So, yeah. That impresses Jane. Which is also weird. But okay. I'm surprised this this episode got so much hate. It's very different than all the rest of them. The way it moves and how it centers around nothing related to the rest of the show. Still good though. No, it's still good. Beard deserved his own. Yeah, episode. I agree. For sure. Yeah, I agree. I do like how at the end the two announcers that have been haunting him, yeah. not really there, but are actually at the party eating. Yep. Well, I, I'm it's, pretty it's, sure the, they're actually there. No, I I think there's still imagination. Maybe. And he points to him because they're like, "There's food here," and they the other like in TR and he's like slaps his hand away because I don't I don't and like they do a shot together, you but I, I don't think real? no I still I think it no I'd be willing to say it was real I thought it was real anyway so then I him think and it's all inter- interpretation but I don't think they're really there though him and Jane dance and I think that's it right no no here's more the end of this episode is hilarious. I don't recall. But the song is so fucking good. I yeah. Don't, I don't like... EDM? And this song, I don't think... I don't consider this song EDM, because there's, oh, like, there's, like, words and stuff. I don't remember. I don't remember it's words. a good song. Okay. Yeah. Lots of flashy lights. And they just dance the night away, and the next day, it's like, they're at the stadium, or at the practice grounds. Oh, yeah, that's right. And they all walk in, and they're, like, <coughs> wait, waiting for the coffee to come. And they're like, where's Beard at? He's supposed to bring the coffee. Do you need me to call him? You want me to go get him? Oh, no, he'll be here. And he shows up finally. It's like a mailman. He always (laughs) delivers. He looks good in shorts. Hey! (laughs) I know that feeling. (laughs) Got some stellar calves on this baby. Rest of it's shit, but those calves. Mm. (laughs) But then they talk about watching the game film, and they're like, ah, fuck that shit. (laughs) He's like, no, we got to learn from it. And they watch it in, what, ten? He's like, ten... Ten times fast. Ten times fast to the Benny Hill theme song. Roy Kent's like, fucking hell. Like shaking his head and laughing, though, because it's like, I mean, that's pretty fucking funny. Beard puts his hat down and looks like he takes a nap. Well, he kicks his feet up on the desk, yep. and we see he's still wearing the pants. Oh, he is still wearing the pants. That's right. He's got his Richmond hat back on. Though. Oh, my God, the pants. But yeah, he's still wearing the pants at the end of it. Bro, that'd be a great Halloween costume. To be beard. Oh my god, those pants. Just, just got awful. Just a Richmond hat, a Richmond jacket, some new balances, and a fucking pair of pants like that. <laughs> <laughs> fucking brilliant. I mean, they're crazy. They're like straight up Partridge Family Elton John pants. They're so good. Yeah. Yeah. Alright. Anyway, that's the end of that one. That's the end of Beard. We spent a lot of time on that one. We obviously like it. Yeah. I, I loved it. I did too. And the, the, the thing, the thing with that episode that pissed me off so much was that 
Huff when he went on vacation. That was the episode that came. You're like, oh, I put, because I had to get up early and take up take you and Tori to the airport. Right. And you're like, I put up the new lasso for you, and it's like sweet. So like I got up at like five thirty to go pick up them and take them to the airport, and I came home and I like laid in bed to watch it, and I was like, and then I dozed back off for like thirty minutes. I was like, okay, fuck this. Like, and I got up and got ready, went to work, came home on my break. It's like I'm so stoked to just sit and watch this. And I watch it, and it, it freezes at 30, like, no, 20, 19 minutes. It freezes at, like, 19 minutes. I'm like, what the fuck? And I, like, I think then, like, Plex just shuts down for, like, two days. And Tyler's on vacation, so I don't want to fucking bother him. So I was like, ah, fuck. I restarted it remotely. Yeah, I didn't, I, but I didn't want to bother. Which I can do really easy. Can I put Plex on another TV in my house? You can, but don't you dare watch him at the same time. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, you can log in. What happens if you watch it at the same time? Well, it just bogs my server down. down. Oh, yeah. For no, everyone. No, I wouldn't do it. It's usually Gene and I watch it and, and kiddos. Yeah, you can log into as many as you want. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, no weddings and a funeral? That's what's next, right? <laughs> so, we start out with Sam and Rebecca have obviously banged. They're very schmitten. God, she's so fucking beautiful. Oh yeah, because because we miss at the end of the before the beard episode, but the yeah the episode right before that, like they reveal who the who the who the calls are. She messaged him and is like, "Sorry about the game today." Blah blah. Yeah. Blah. And then like, she, and he says something, and she's like, "Fuck this! I'm going over to his house." And then she she's leaving. He's at her front. Her front he gives he gives her, her his address, yeah. and she's like, "If you were here, why'd you give me your address?" And he's like, "For next time." I like Sam a lot. Yeah, Sam's legit. So this is the one where Rebecca's dad dies. Yeah, so the mom shows up, sees <laughs> Sam in his boxers, makes a dick comment, I think. Yep. Yeah, and then... Reveals the father died. Reveals, yeah. What, what yeah. did your father do? What did my father do this time? See, look how fucking good, Lord, dude. How old is she? In real life, I don't know. Fifty. I'm looking. I'm looking it up. Some she's somebody. She's supposed to be forty something. Somebody this. continue this shit. Anyway, yeah, we find out the mom, the father died, and that sets the tone for the rest of the episode. She's forty-seven. Forty-seven. Yeah. Fuck me, dude. Right. God. Damn it. Shame. Yeah. Shame. Shame. <laughs> She's so gorgeous. <laughs> I could never get that out of my head. It's funny. Uh, I want a lady like that sitting in my kitchen in my basketball shorts. Are you fucking kidding me? All right. I, I'm sorry. So there's there's a scene in this episode that I had to point out to CBS, but you see the picture of um, Nate and Ted on his dresser next to the picture of him and his son. Yeah. Well, yeah, you mentioned it, but it's yeah, they clearly show it. But yeah. its significance you don't know till later. Right. Right. And I saw that and I was like, oh, that's awesome. You know? And then... <clears throat> Nate's hair is really gray here. It's gotten real gray. Gotten- Between the last episode and this episode. Yeah. Like the beard episode. Well, I guess the whole beard episode, we don't see him. But the episode right before that is still black. And what we see him at the end of the beard episode in the room when they watch the game and fast forward. Right. And it goes from being black in that episode to being not not black in this episode. Right. So yeah, there's a sh- there's a shift in there. 
But yeah, the funeral episode, they all decide who's going to go to the funeral, how to do handle going to the funeral, and what that's about. I mean, it's it's interesting the way everything all lines out, but as far as like a thing, I don't know, this episode's kind of crazy, just because it deals with a lot of different like styles of grieving, I guess. Sure. Because we sort of see different characters in the show behave differently. Roy acts fucking hilarious. He just talks shit the whole time. Tequila the whole day, yeah. And he, like, finds that fucking apple. Yeah, apple. And she's like, and he's like, it t- it tastes like dead people. Because <laughs> Ke- Keely wants to be turned into a tree when she's, yeah, when she dies. I like this one, too, when fucking Isaac's like, you can't wear fucking, no trainings. No, no trainers. No trainers, yeah. yeah. And he's, he's like, what if, team. what if I have a sweet pair of red Yeezys? He's like, no. Dress shoes. And, and Danny Roja, Danny's struck, the whole episode's oh fucking struck, like he can't even walk in those fucking dress shoes. And then by the by the end of it, like has her fucking slippers on. Slippers, Rebecca, yeah. we have the same size feet. She's like, you keep those. He's like, oh, thank you, gracias. <laughs> it's so fucking funny because he hates the shoes so much. But she's listening to like what's the song that she listens to? Never gonna give you up, Rick yeah. Astley. Yeah. Rick rolled, bro. Rick rolled. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I literally. I I got goosebumps when they were all singing it in the church. I totally did. Yeah, it's all the singing so... stuff always gets me. I think that's why I like the Christmas episode so much. Sure, sure. When they sing it, this episode of like she's up there just having the worst fucking time, and they all they all chime in. I was like, damn. That's and then there's so a fucking there's a callback in this episode too. When when Ted's getting ready, like to Easy Lover, he says earlier on that like it should never take a man longer than yeah <laughs> longer to get doesn't not to. To get ready longer than it is to listen to Easy Lover. Like, he says that in a, a previous episode. And so then you see him getting ready to Easy Lover, like, tying his tie and stuff. And he has a panic attack and calls Dr. Dr. Sharon. Dr. Sharon. And I really like the back and forth between this, this dialogue because while Rebecca's talking to her mom, Ted is talking to Dr. Sharon. And about you, about you, his dad. His dad. And you find out he was there when he shot himself. Right. Like. That was that was crazy, crazy. Well, the way this this thing is edited together, it's cool. It's designed really, really well because the two of them having totally separate conversations connect the conversations together mm-hmm. and basically make the same conversation with two different outputs. Just like the Christmas episode, yeah, too. exactly. It's when brilliant. Roy's looking for Dennis, and when they're delivering presents, it's like mm-hmm. the two things it all up. yeah yeah weaves together. It's just edited so, like, whoever is in charge of the editing on this stuff is, those two episodes especially are really, really, really good. Curious. I mean, this, the way they fit together is really impressive. We have Keely and Sassy trying to figure out who Rebecca's sleeping with the entire time, too. Right. Right. Like how Sassy climbs the balcony. To- Proves she can still do it. Yeah. Her well, daughter falls. I think she's hot as shit. She's- Sassy? Yeah. Oh, she's beautiful. Yeah. I don't I think, think she's-, she's fucking fantastic. I think she's even more hot. After I watched this episode, though, because the way that she talks shit to Rupert is fucking yeah, brilliant. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. I hope you fucking die. Yeah, fuck off and like, die. I'm going to wear a red dress. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I'm at your funeral. At, that only four fucking people yeah. will be at. And I was just like, holy shit. She, like, never lets up or, like, cracks. Like, just murders. I was like, yeah. whoa. Keely's really pretty, too, but I think I just like her too much. Like, yeah, I don't, I'm not like, holy fuck. Yeah, no, it. no. I think Sassy's my lady. Mm hmm. Rebecca's mine forever. <laughs> forever! 
Anyways, so her father passes away, and yeah, we we deal with all the the tragicness of that, and kind of what happens throughout the day. The team showing up. Ted's late because he's dealing with um, anxiety. Yeah, he's having a panic yeah. attack, and kind of getting a lot of things out with um, Dr. Sharon, and um, we end this with her mom basically saying, "Hey, you know, I knew your father." cheated on me a bunch and she's like well i hate you for you know letting him treat you that way and she's like good i'm glad you hate me that's better than nothing me you know being indifferent towards me which i think that she thinks that she was like that to her for a long time and um we find out that rupert uh gives the rest of his they they quote unquote gift the rest of their share because they own like two, yeah. They own two percent. Him and his yeah. new wife, his yeah. new wife, yeah. They bought it from the Milk Sisters, and she's breastfeeding in the middle of the funeral, which I thought was and it's weird. It's weird. And, yeah. Uh, Colin like looks over and is like, yeah, he's like, what? <laughs> draws attention to how weird it is because it's really weird. That whole yeah, that that's just it's just really weird. But yeah, she's so Rebecca's been tasked with giving a presentation or a uh, eulogy. 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 And she's like, I don't want to do this at all because I hated him. And that's when the whole dual conversation thing happens between Ted talking about his dad committing suicide and her talking about how she hated her father because he betrayed her mother, which is yeah, that part we were talking about, the dual editing or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, her speech or her uh, eulogy at the funeral, yeah, it's it's a thing, man. It's moving for sure, dude. Yeah, because you can't say anything. Yeah. And eventually she just starts singing the Rick Roll song from the beginning of the beginning of the episode yeah. that she was so mad at her mother for playing so loud that it woke her up. And her mother plays it everywhere and the house is wired to have sound in every room. Mm-hmm. So you cannot escape it, which is just awesome. And, uh, yeah, so all she can do is sing that song. And then eventually everyone from the team chimes in too, which is really freaking cool. It's great. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, so I think that's... We end, like I said, with him giving back the shares or whatever. And then... And it's like, it's nap time. It's like, for you or the baby. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> she, she's still talking shit. Which oh, is, yeah. In between this, we have Rebecca telling Sam that she doesn't think that them being oh, yeah, yeah. an item... Not yet. Yeah. Not until back at the house. It's still... Well, oh, yeah, that's true. Not until back at the house. Back at the house. He pulls this is still at the church. Uh, he pulls her into a room at the... Oh, yeah, the, so as they're at the church still, like... Right, yeah. Um, but at the church, they're, like, all squealing and talking, and then, like, Sassy and her daughter leave, and that's when he t- she tells her mom that she hates her. And she goes... Yeah, we are about her all that. But, like... Anyway, so, yeah, the the they, end, and we go to the house for the... What do you call it after after funeral? It's a... Awake. Awake. So we're in the wake, and that's when samples are into the closets during the wake. That's when that happens. But I like it's all the same. Episode, but I like though. when the whole entire team show up on the team bus, and like, oh, about, and she's about like the middle, yeah, yeah. And she's like the whole team, and like uh, Higgins is like they love you, like yeah. That's which is awesome. That like you know, look at Isaac's fucking suit, dude. That thing is fucking killer. <laughs> They're gonna show it here in a second, right there. <laughs> That thing is fucking... Stu- <laughs> this is straight out of Wakanda looking, dude. Oh so God. fucking good. Oh, yeah. And they're like, isn't that the suit that Ted bought you? 
Yeah, that comes out yeah. several times that Ted gave him the suit. I didn't catch it the first time I watched this episode because mm-hmm. I wasn't really paying attention. The second time, when Rupert leaves and says something to Nate, I'm like, yeah, I did not see that the first time. I know. Yeah. Mm-mm. I did for sure. I was like, this well, see, motherfucker. I wondered what was going on if he was going to tr- I thought he was going to try and like take the club back or something. That's why she- he gifted her like, I don't know. I didn't know what I thought that was going on. But then like him, you know, when we get to the final episode when he buys another club, I was like, ah. Is it West Ham? Yeah. Okay. So he can't buy, he can't be an owner of two can't different teams. Two different teams, franchises. Just, yeah. So that's why they gift the shares back. But I mean, even though they're a championship side this year, they're going to be, you know, they, they've been a premier league team in the past. So the club's got to be worth a lot of fucking money anyway. And like West Ham's not worth much more. So it's weird that they're like, that's an odd thing too, but they're both London based teams. So, but I do like that Lasso leaves with a uh, sassy, a sassy. Oh yeah. She just into that mustache. She keeps talking about. Oh my God. She's so funny. She's like, I just want to grab his little ears and ride that mustache. (laughs) So fucking funny, dude. The womb broom. The womb broom. Oh my God. (laughs) Don't. So good. And then fucking, um, what else happens in this one? I think that's all the important parts. Yeah. I think we covered most of it. I can't remember what happens at the end, really. Does she find out? She finds out the end of this episode, right? That he buys West Ham. No, or is it the no, beginning? That's, that's, that's coming up it's next, next. Okay, not till two episodes. Actually. How's this one end? I can't. This is the one where I, well, Jamie tells Q that he loves her. Shit. Yeah, you're right. Oh, that's right. And this one comes up to her and says, "I, I still love you." Yeah. And then, but then Roy immediately comes after. Was like, "I'm sorry." Like after my grandpa died, I prayed for a fucking year for him to come back. Like, Oh, we want fucking Kenobi. So I could like have one more talk with him. He's that's, like, and I just don't funny. like, I'm like, and so, and he basically like breaks down. I don't down do well with funerals. And like basically, basically yeah, and shares me. like, he opens up to her and she fucking like jumps on him. So, yeah, I forgot about the, that part. Oh, Jamie. And then at the end, like the mom, I think mom and Rebecca are like watching the Rick Astley things. Like, is he's not black? Like, oh yeah, no. <laughs> that was pretty funny too. When she's playing her the music video, and she's like, "I'll be damned." Hilarious. That's where it actually ends. Is in the bedroom with ever old other ha- old house watching the video. Silly nonsense. Anyway, what's the next one called? It's the second to last episode, which is Midnight Train to Royston. So that's when the the billionaire guy from Ghana comes to take. Oh yeah, fucking. <laughs> yeah, that stuff's kind of ridiculous. But like, yeah. well, it's Doctor Sharon's supposed second to last day or whatever. So like, right. as they're on the field practicing, um, the bye bye bye. The practice is like he's got them dancing. Ain't no lie. Bye, bye, bye. Right. Like marrying up puppet. Because it's called No Strings Attached, and all the whole team's like, oh, now we get it. <laughs> like, that was what was fucking him up in the dance. Yeah. They're not practicing, they're not practicing soccer, they're practicing a dance right. routine for Dr. Sharon. Because Ted's crazy. It's pretty, it's hilarious. It's really funny. And then he goes to, he's collecting money for 
her. We're trying to buy a gift, and he's like, we just figured he'd give you money instead. Was so it? he's got a giant envelope of money for her by the well, end of the Well, then he goes episode. to Higgins to, to, to ask, and then she's like, oh, but she's already done. Like mm-hmm. she, And he's like, what? And he gets all pissed off, and it's like, he left everybody a letter. He's like, I don't want that. And he leaves, and he's like, Ted, don't let her, like, don't. Don't let her win or whatever. And he goes like, you're right. And he uh, bursts back to the door and grabs it and slams the door again. Uh, and he goes and finds her. When he goes to her, her house and he's like, I'm not reading this damn letter. And he slams down the table. And she, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's funny. He bought, he'd bought her a new bike. And thanks for the new bike. He didn't have to do that. And he's like, your stupid tiny bike. Like, he's all mad, like, lead tassel style. And this is the one where the article comes out, right? The very end of this one does. Yeah. Because he goes to the pub with her and then pulls the same thing, the disappearing, the Irish goodbye. And, like, she pulled my fucking, like, leaves her an army man in the beer and then goes home. And as he gets home, he gets a message from Trent Krim. It says, this is coming out tomorrow. Right. Like, I respect. I wanted you to see it first. And then he's like, and because I respect you, like, the... Like the the source, the unnamed source is, is Nate. Like fuck, but it's pretty admirable. The fucking going from all the I that I think one of my first favorite episodes from the first season was the Trent Cream episode where he like hangs out with him the whole day and like Rebecca tries to sabotage him. Oh yeah, the, inter- and the, the interview. And then when he writes the article, he talks about how much he respects him and how much he's rooting for him to succeed. Right. And I thought that was a fucking brilliant episode. He's actually a pretty cool character for like being a weird side character. Yeah. He's yeah, he's pretty he's pretty cool. Another weird, like just side character that's pretty awesome. Yeah, definitely. The knuckleheads from the bar and then like yeah, this is the way they all iron out is really cool. I like May from the bar too. Yeah, she's great. She's, she's great. Great. Yeah, so that's where this episode wraps up, and then the next episode's where the firebomb of the article drops everywhere. Article of him having a panic attack during the, the game, yeah. Right. Which makes me wonder what, if we're ever going to find out what was said to Nate, because clearly what Nate did was a result of what was whispered in his ear. So. Oh, I'm sure. I think we'll find out, yeah. Probably. But yeah. So the rest of the episode goes, I don't know, questionable, I guess. Also, the the guy from Ghana like tries to convince Sam to go to the back to go to like um, go back to Casablanca, yeah. which is like a another team. Yeah, a team in Monaco. He's trying to buy him away from mm-hmm. and get him to switch countries and come believe you're a native country. He pretends to be all cool, rich. Well, guy. just c- come back to Africa because he's yeah. from he's from uh, Ghana. He's not from Ghana. He's from. Uh, are you talking about Sam or are you talking about the, Sam? Sam's Ni- from Nigeria. Nigeria. He's from, Nigeria. Nigeria. He's from God, the, the he's like, from he's Ghana. like, what he wants to do is make this team from Casablanca become like another world powerhouse, like PSG or United or Barcelona or one of those, and like be able to buy all these players and get all these African players to come back and play in an African country, and like so that they can start like an African country can win the World Cup and like do. All, he's like has all these gr- dreams of grandeur and all the stuff and so. Right. Um, well, it seems all noble and like cool, busy, like cool guy takes him out. Let's go to the museum, and like later they takes him to a Nigerian restaurant that he had opened up that day so they could have dinner at a Nigerian restaurant. And the museum's full of people that are actors because he's so rich they can't very well be walking around a regular museum. It's kind of weird, but I mean it sort of makes sense. 
Yeah, I thought it was fake at first. Like, I thought it was bullshit. I was like, this guy didn't fucking buy a museum and then fill it with actors. Did he really? Yeah. And then they were like, oh, that's that guy from that show or whatever. And I was like, oh, he, uh, well, he, he they, did. They, he's like, oh, you know, and then later he's like, oh, you should know this one. This is Banksy. Yeah, Banksy. Yeah. Is, <laughs> I but it's like, yeah, no one knows what he fucking looks like. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's why he's a bumbling old man who <laughs> drops all his spray paint. It's bizarre. This is also when Nate introduces the false nine. Right. <clears throat> so, he's like, let's give it a shot. Like, right. Because he trusts his coaches. Well, yeah. It's a, as a strategy on the soccer field. What, what does you- that mean exactly? So, a false nine is you basically play with, like, you don't have, like, a single striker or a dual striker at the top. You play... You play basically like a more offensive midfield. So you play with like, like usually five at the back. So two wingers and three in the center. And then you play with a stronger midfield kind of. And like, so you don't know who the striker is. So you don't know who's going to be making the runs instead of having two, one or two guys up top that are just kind of always hanging out. Mm-hmm. You don't have like a, like your number nine position is like your, usually your main striker. Like you don't, you don't have like a number nine that's like waiting there to receive these passes in. Like you just kind of. Everybody's kind of hidden in the midfield. Okay. Meh. Uh, but so they, they're going to try this out, and Nate's got this brilliant idea because he thinks he's fucking brilliant now, and blah, blah, blah. But on to the final episode because these two kind of go together pretty pretty. They run each other into each other pretty quickly. Revenge! <laughs> it's not exactly the same thing, but kind of. It kind of is. Kind of. Just to make Dad mad. Yeah. Ah. Ah. Get your butt. Let me get it. Here it comes. Here it comes. Sounds like a weird horn. Dad, Dad, be nice to me. Okay, so final episode, right? Mm Yeah. Okay. So getting ready for the final game of the season, which all they have to do is draw. They're one point. To be promoted out of second place, right. and the, fir- the the first and second place teams go through and they move up. The third and the fourth place teams play in a playoff with one another for that third place spot, and the the top three teams move up to the next division up. So that's how that works. In the bottom three teams in that division, drop down to the the next division down. Okay. So the then the so the basically the three lowest Premier League teams will move down into the championship. What's below champions? League one, then league two, then okay. league three. Okay. A lot of leagues. Yeah. That's nah, just all it's like it's a tier system. It's a constant moving projection. I mean, honestly, the Premier League's the biggest league in the world probably, but like the funnest league to watch, like if you're not a, f- a fan of one specific team is the championship because it's the most competitive. Because it's like all these players who are on the cusp of being like world powerhouse like teams and any of those teams could probably move up and you like all the, it's there's more teams. I think there's twenty four teams in the championship, not just wow. twenty. And so I don't know. It's just a lot more entertaining. Like it's it's a and it's they're all on ESPN Plus actually. Nice. I watch a lot of it. Sure. Like Swansea, basically kind of my my side chick in fucking in soccer. I like Swansea a lot, but they're in championship right now. And then Wayne Rooney coaches Derby County, which is um, in championship. And yeah. 
Leeds was there for a long time. They're in Premier League now, but Leeds is a pretty huge team that they got knocked down and they couldn't get back up for a while, which was really weird for them. Anyhow, in this episode, all sorts of shit happens. Yeah. Hell unleashes for sure. So Sam still hasn't decided. Right. He says, calls his dad and he's like, oh, yeah, sign will tell you whatever happens. Yeah. But yeah, his dad tells him to wait for a sign to give him to make his decision whether he stays or whether he goes to the new team. He's like, and he's like, your heart will tell you what to do. He's like, he's like, I'm not going to tell you what to do. He's like, but you'll know. You'll see a sign. You'll you'll you'll, you'll know what to do when the time comes. And then Ted wakes up and reads the fr- the paper and the article's huge on every paper. Right. And uh, Doctor Sharon messages him and says, "Everybody met a bunch of people." Yeah, but she's the first. He listens to the actual message of hers, and she says, "Like." Everything will pass, but before that, it's real shitty or something like that. She, well, she says she says something very funny like that. And then if you need anything, call me. And then he talks to his ex. And then he, I like one of the best parts is like he walks out and Beard's waiting for him. And uh, he's like, oh, so I'm sure you know what's going like, on. I'm sure you hear it happen. And he's like, nope. No, the guy, the wanker guy comes up and he's like, don't worry. It'll but all be. Yeah. You know what that's all about or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, nope. Yeah, he's like, I have no idea. And then, But the paper's in his back pocket. Yeah. He's like, nah, I'm not going to. And then Roy comes to work. Well, Jamie, first of all, comes in. He's like, has anybody seen Roy? <laughs> and uh, they're like... Oh, we like, missed we missed the Nate kissing oh, Keely. Yeah. The, yeah. the, the one, previous one, yeah. Yeah, the episode before this, like they do the photo shoot. Yeah. Because Keely finds out she gets like the... Vanity Fair. Yeah. Like the strong women uh, in business or whatever. Yeah, the article, yeah. So her and Nate go shopping and Nate tries to kiss her. And you find out that like... Roy's niece draws really, boobs, really yeah. uh, accurate pictures, like charcoal sketches of oh, boobs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <it's> hilarious. <laughs> Whenever he was in the school, yeah. and she's like, "Yeah, I can't hang up your daughter's." So they hang up a bunch of yeah. school pictures, like drawings that are to be raffled off to raise money for the school. And she's like, "Yeah, I can't hang up your daughter, your sister, your nieces at all." He's like, "Why not?" And she she shows them to her, and he's like, "Oh, hmm, okay then." And then he like hangs out and helps her hang the rest of the pictures, which I thought was a little weird. But see, I thought that like, even though it kind of gets to a point where it almost gets there, I thought Keely and Roy are gonna break up. And oh yeah, eventually in season three, like Roy and that teacher, maybe they they have some kind of weird chemistry going on. I thought so too. I don't know. I thought so too. Yeah, there was definitely something. Not to jump ahead, but right. Keely's like, "Yeah, no, we're not breaking up." And it's like, uh. well, the whole season they like they struggle with communicating, like communicating with like them being around each other too much and this and that, and like him, like you know, the funeral and everything. Mm-hmm. And so, like in this one, you're like they communicate like almost too much. She's like, uh, "Nate tried to kiss me, and Jamie told me that he still loves me." Yeah. And she's like, "And I hung out with the teacher too long, and she asked me if I was married, and all I said was no. I didn't say I had a girlfriend, basically." Right. And they were just like, huh, yeah, we need to be talking more, kind of like they, or this is, you know. Yeah, it was a, it was a little much, weird-wise. But then the next, like, so that was like one episode, but then the next directly, like, this, these two go, like, pretty close hand-in-hand, yeah. hand, but, like, the next one, like, they're in the kitchen and she gets all the photos, like, the preview, and he's like, you're so fucking hot, and he calls her a bilf, right? Yeah, boss, boss, I'd like to fuck, yeah. Which I think is hilarious. It, it was really funny. 
And uh, so this starts. This one starts, and he's kind of like a member of the Diamond Dogs. Well, th- yeah. Well, then he so he's there with her, and then they, he like carries her upstairs, whatever. Then goes to the goes to the office, and first of all, like Jamie comes in like looking for him, and then like and like I didn't hear any grunting because like Beard doesn't doesn't like Jamie. Really. Oh yeah. Still, like he still like doesn't like I don't doesn't, really doesn't trust to- him. I mean something he does because at one point Jamie's like I don't really know what to do say about this and he's like I don't know how to talk to you yeah I don't know how to talk to you <laughs> and Beard's like pretty much like yep yep <laughs> but uh so then Roy comes and he's like tart and like yells at him and like he's like before you say anything and he like basically spills like tells him everything spills his guts about what he did he's like I fucked up dude like I just want but I want before you say anything to me like I don't know what you're gonna yell at me about but I needed to tell you something like and I'm fucking sorry like funerals fuck me up and he's like god damn it I'm forgiving this kid cause the kid's like manning up and like being a fucking adult to me and like I can't like be mad at him cause he's fucking admitting his faults to me like right now that's what I'm saying like Jamie Tart going from asshole to fucking the redemption story yeah it's really good yeah it's really good and he plays both very, very well. Right. Except his eyebrow. Does he have a, like... He shaved it. Oh, I it's hate like shave lines. I hate that. Yeah. It's a little... Drives me nuts. So I can stare at what I'm He talks at. about it in, like, one of the one of the episodes. Does he? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah, that's a thing. Right before, like, Keely leads him to the doctor's, like, and she's like, yeah, and I, you know, what? I don't have any problems. Like, yeah, I even, like, shaved my eyebrow or whatever or something like that. And then, so she, he, because he goes to talk to Keely about, like, how to fix things. Right. Like with the team and, and stuff. She drops him off at Sharon's yeah. office. So I just she's come like, in here and talk. Oh, about yeah, yeah, yeah. I just okay. come in here and talk about my stu- myself the whole time. And she's like, yeah, that's how it works. She's like, cool. Because <laughs> that's all he does anyway. Right. <laughs> yeah. So then as they getting ready for the game, like, uh, Roy comes in there and like, he's like, so I need to, um, I have this, I kind of, and they're like, you saying you want to be a diamond dog? Like, no. He's like, what if we just make you a, you know, like a one-time pass, like junkyard dog? He's like, and he like tells him about like being getting his feelings hurt because he's not in the photo shoot, and and then Jamie fucking Tart like told him, told her that he he loves her, and they're like, what? And then like like the Nate's like still doesn't fucking man up and say that he's the one that fucking like was the that un- kiss Keely. Well, he no, said he, what he, he said. Oh, that. yeah, they you're think, right. He at first, they think he's going to be like, I fucked up and like, I'm the, I'm the source. Yeah. He's like, I got something I have to say too. And he's like, um, I kissed Keely the other day. And Roy's like, yeah, I forgive you. He's like, I actually kissed her. He's like, yeah, I forgive you. Yeah. But even then, though, like, that shouldn't make Nate Matt that upset because Nate feels like he's on the same level as Jamie. But Jamie and fucking Keely dated for a long fucking yeah, time. Right. So it's like, it's, that was a thing. Like it's yeah. it's not just like, hey, you thought you know you. Well, I don't think he he views Nate as a threat by any means. Well, I mean, but, yeah, yeah, bec- but not even because Nate's like weaker than him. No, less yeah, because, than him, but yeah. also because like they used like the date. Like that yeah. was a thing for a long time, right. and like when they were first getting together, she went back to Jamie for a second, and like. Right. So I mean, it's it's just more history there. So like the fact that Nate even puts himself on that level is pretty fucked up. But at this point, he's... Oh, in this one, he's also started... To, he's like... Is it this one or the one before where he talks about, like, don't you guys ever want to be the boss? And, like, like this is my yeah, fucking... Yeah, before this. He's he's just, my fucking, with Keely, he talks about, don't you ever want to be the boss? Well, know? no, but with Roy and Beard. He asked like, them both the he, same He episode. asked that, and, like, and... It's the one with like, it's the fucking... It's the fucking job, man. Like, this is, like... And then, like, <laughs> Beard gives him some, like... 
like weird, like prophetic kind of, like I don't know, like he he does some like weird saying and he's like, Are you gonna give me an answer? He's like I think he just did. I think oh, he just did. He says he says they used to think that trees used to grow and right. they used to compete with each other for sunshine. And now scientists are saying that they share and they're, sunshine. They're, yeah. they're a socialist, they're socialist like, yeah. group of like they share the sunshine. He's just like so what the f-? and like and he's like I think he did. I'm yeah, like, I think uh, you I think you just got your answer, yeah. And so Nace is like what the fuck? This is bullshit. He's like when my when the false nine works, which it will. I'm going to fucking tell everybody it was my idea. Yeah. And, they're, and they're like, oh, god damn. And his hair's getting grayer and grayer. I mean, also, I think in the last, the second to last episode, Beard finally sees him talk shit to fucking the towel, the, the, the kit, the kit kid, the kit boy. Mm-hmm. He finally like witnesses. He's like, uh, what the fuck? So, right. So then fast forward, they're getting ready to go on the pitch and they're like, oh, we're going to run with, Nate Dogg's false nine, and he keeps calling it by a f- fake nine, all this other stuff, and he's like, false, like, he's like, god damn it, like, you can't even say it right. Right. And they go out there, and the fucking first half, they go down 2-0, and they come in at halftime, and they're like, let's ask the team what they want to do, and... Well, they're trying to make a decision whether they switch their dr- drive, and at this point, Nate's waiting the, to abandon his idea. Like, Fuck this stupid, switch it. They yeah. can't have fucking house, too, it's too big for them, they don't understand, they don't... Yeah, he's talking bad about all the players not being able to do it. And so then they go out and they ask the team and like the fucking really weird Dutch kid, which I think is the guy is like hilarious, like never, never lies. He's like, we can handle this. We got this. Like we can, we can do it. And like, I'm like, yeah, cause he ne- never tells the lies. Like also, and he tells the goal is like, you should have saved that first goal. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, like there's like put all hands in and that's when Isaac goes over and puts the hand up on the believe sign Ted made in the first season. And they all go over and they do it except for Nate. Because he's like, this is stupid. And they all go out there, and the rest of the game, he just sits there watching. And his stuff starts to work, and he continues to sit there angry at it working. Because he's kind of a little bastard. Mm-hmm. A little bit. A little bit. Anyway, yeah. Fucker could still be a water boy. I mean, right. cowboy, whatever. that's, I think, by the end of... Yeah. Kit, man. Yeah, we find out at the beginning of this episode that he purchased West Ham, right? That Rupert did? Yeah, yeah, this be- is the beginning of this beginning, one. Yeah. Where, yeah. Like, Ted goes in to talk to her. Yeah. Or maybe is it the, the end of it? Oh, yeah, at the beginning. Is it the uh, be- Somewhere in there. She finds out at the beginning, but I think she tells Ted at the yeah. end. Yeah. yeah, she tells him at the end. After the after the match. But yeah, the, uh, the just, match. Just before. Right. Well, yeah, after the, after they won and they get, they get non-relegated. Promoted. 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 Yeah, whatever. Can you get unrelegated? Like, Promoted. Oh, yeah. Promoted. promoted. Yeah. Well, like, um, right before they all go back out to play, that's when Ted's finally just like, obviously, something's wrong, Nate. You need to say whatever you need to say. And Ted's known the whole time that Nate's the one that exposed him. Because with, of Trent Green. Because of Trent. Cream, cream. yeah. And uh, he goes off on him. Like, tells yeah. him how much he fucking hates him, how much he fucking sucks. He's a fucking loser. He belongs in Kansas. With his kid. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. He's it's like, pretty brutal. And that fucking picture I gave you for Christmas, you don't even have it hanging up in your office. It's just a bunch of fucking Americans. And it's just like, then you think back, he's like, you mean more to me than them because you're at my house on my dresser next to my son. No, he never said that, though. No, I know. But, like, that's, like, yeah. he doesn't, she shouldn't have to say that. No, he shouldn't. That's the whole thing. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that'll ever come back or not. I'd like it if it did. So he learns his Well, it's just thing. like with, with this, 
the, the way that the first episode season ends with like him telling at the end telling Jamie way to make that extra pass, even after Jamie like fucking scores the goal to make them go down, and even after he like leaves the team and fucking sells them out because remember Jamie sells them out on national TV like yeah. Like, talk shit about the whole team and how he's a fucking yokel and all that stuff. He still is a, hey, way to make that extra pass. And it's just like, he just doesn't give up on people. Even after Rebecca fucking, like, tried to fucking sink him and admits it to him, he's like, hey, everybody makes mistakes. Like, he just has... Well, same thing here, too. When Nate is like, you're a fucking asshole, blah, blah, he's still like, I understand. I'm here for you. You know, I'm yeah. trying... He, he still throws him a lifeline. It's like, we can fix this. And he's like, no, fuck you. And he walks off. Man. Well, before- See, I didn't get the whole part where he's pissed about, like, oh, you made me feel like the most important person. And this is when, and I- then nothing. And this is when you were talking about earlier about some mental yeah. things. That, yeah, I'm. I, that's where some of some of the things that he says make sense, and other things I'm like, well, wait a minute. Well, the whole thing is that he was he was literally no one until Ted made him step up and gave him like got him promoted to a job that mattered and made him. <laughs> talk to all the players and take his place in the world and like he already has this functional family with his father not giving a fuck what he does so he latched on to Ted as a surrogate father that's what I was saying about it earlier and then as soon as Roy shows up all of a sudden there's a second kid and he has trouble sharing that light that he's getting from Ted forget that Ted's got his own problems with all of his mental anxiety bullshit and all he, of his yeah because he doesn't see Ted stress. going through all that shit no. right like, and so he, but that's what Ted's pretty much the whole season Ted's not focusing on the team and letting like the three of their the, yeah, the three of those guys yeah. run the team and him just be but as a thing when he's like yeah you gave me all the light and now I get none of the light and blah 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 well it's because that's what he really wants to say to his dad but he can't say it to his dad because he's a pussy he's like why can't you like be proud of me, Dad, for fucking that I'm a yeah, coach of the exactly fucking... exactly what it is. It's all that misplaced... Maybe not misplaced, but like... The, what he was getting prior to Roy showing up and having to share the light with Roy. Because like, Ted just brings everybody up around him and they got jealous and couldn't let that part go. That's what that's all about. I don't think it's because he's mentally defective. I think it's... Well, I mean, it is, but it's like a, not a... Like uh Diagnosable. Diagnosable kind of thing. It's uh it's more of a I don't know. Just a fucking big ego trip. Yeah, pretty much. I mean that's a big that's a big part of it too. But I mean before we get to the very end, like the Danny Rojas penalty at the end when he has mm-hmm. fucking rest in peace Earl on his fucking boots. <laughs> it's written written it's, in pin on his yeah. not printed there, written with like a like a, <laughs> like a regular as pin. On his on his and cleats, he's fucking sharpies it on there, and then, like he sees the new puppy, and like and he's like kind of nervous at first. And like when I watched this by myself, like I was as nervous I guess when I watch a real one in real life. I was like a PK, yeah. I was like, oh shit. And then like I was well, like, because it's Jamie who gets the penalty, right? Right. Yeah, and he, he gives the penalty. It, he gives, gives it to Danny. Danny yeah. yeah, but don't they say he's like, oh, he J- hasn't missed one all Jamie, year because he hasn't missed one all year, and then he like gives it to Danny, and I was like, that's fucking awesome. But it comes full, it makes the whole season come full circle though too. Right. Yep. The new dog looking on with a little helmet on. Thought, adorable. And he's all tense. <laughs> and he's all tense at first and he looks at the puppy and then he just you you feel just like the all that tension just like just melt off him. He's like, Football is life. Football is life. And just crushes it. Which I thought was awesome. It's great. Yeah, it's pretty good. And then Nate storms off the field. Well yeah, everyone else is celebrating and he marches out of there angry. Even though it was his thing that won and no one ever took any any of the credit away from him. He's just 
out of control at that point. And they didn't even win. They just tie. They just got the one point they needed. Well, right, yeah. yeah but even then, like, it's, it's huge. As far as a win versus a not being relegated thing. And they come in and Ted finds the belief sign ripped in half on his desk. That was terrible. Like, what a fucking prick. Oh, yeah. That was terrible. But again, he he's, like, seeing things in a different, like... Like, you know, like some people see life in rose, rose-colored glasses. He sees it in, like, just a... It's like a Nate-centric world, and he's, like, he's the center of it. And, like, his descent into madness, basically, like... Which I thought was real interesting. Like, halfway through the season, I was like, well, he looks way more gray this episode. And it was because it was just subtle at first. And the next thing I know, he's, like, pure white. And I'm like, what the but, fuck? Yeah, but like, why, though? Like, what's the reasoning behind that? I think because the hate inside of him is just, like... I think they're trying to show that he's aging, like the the the, the darker he gets, the angrier he gets. Like that, like is that, is that why you're salt and pepper? Is it all the hate? <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> it's definitely all the CBS hate. CBS got a lot of hate. I feel you, wizard, wizard. That's yep. right, wizard hate. Yeah, sure. Um, so then we go to the office. And then they share, like, Ted and Rebecca share, yeah. share the moment. And, like, he's like, yeah, but Rupert bought fucking West Ham. And right. he's like, well, at least all, at least our meetings would be scheduled now instead of those sneak attacks. Yep. <laughs> like, that's pretty that's funny. pretty funny. She's like, you want a drink? He's like, just water. She's like, sparkling? Yeah. Or he's, sparkling or... They call it something else. Still. 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 He's like, I he's thought like, it meant, like, still water. Like, it, like it you is know, still it never water. changed bean water. Yeah. It's pretty funny. Like, oh, yeah. And then Sam walks in and says he's, you know, staying... And Ted asks, Ted asks you know, why? And he looks at Ted and basically says what he wants to say to Rebecca. <laughs> it's like, a, I'm just, I wish I could say it's because of you, yeah. but it's because I'm not. This is where my journey is. My personal is. journey, yeah. And was, and like, <laughs> they get done, yeah. And Ted's like, I think that was meant for you, but he was, he was looking, looking at me. me. She's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yes, Ted. And then just crushes that champagne. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, just before that, he told the other guy from Nigeria, you know, from Africa. Ghana, oh, yeah. And he loses like, it. I'm, I'm not going to go because my journey here is not over. And he goes from being this, like, cool money guy, buddy, buddy, to the complete fucking asshole. Yeah. Like, so the part where he's, like, shitting up, pretending yeah. to shit on the mannequin. I was, like, laughing at <laughs> it's, 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 it's funny. It's hilarious. He was, like, choking. Yeah. Like, it doesn't even <laughs> have a head. Without <laughs> a head. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's hilarious. Yeah, I gotta buy your family a home and shit in every room, and then burn, burn it down, down, and then shit on the ashes. Jesus. Whoa, it's crazy. Well, like in when whenever he, his father told him you see his sign, after he gets off the phone during that conversation, he sees a park where there's a bunch of kids playing, and one of the kids is wearing Wear his, his number. jersey, yeah. and that's the whole reason he decides to stay. Like that's the PC saw that make him want to stay. But I mean, he makes some other decisions afterwards. But yeah, it's a, it's just it's interesting the way they line it up. And so there's like one weird important thing too that uh, okay we'll we'll get we'll get to that in the when we talk about what we hope for in the season three. Yeah. But so the end of this because we it ends on three different three. Oh, yeah. that's right, that's there's right. Okay. Five days later, which is what what happens? Keely and Keely and Roy. Yes. So she's getting ready to leave for her new job, which and we didn't he, talk about. He buys the plane tickets. Yeah, he buys plane tickets. And I thought they were breaking up. Like I thought that's, that. I, yeah. Well, he did too. Yeah. I was like, mm-hmm. like, no, up. I just can't go on this trip. Yeah, she can't go on this. I'm starting. I'm starting my own firm. Her own, business, my own business. Yeah. Like I have to be here for this. So 
he goes on the trip by himself, or I don't think he does, because he leaves the tickets there. He leaves there. the tickets there. He leaves the tickets there. Um, and then a week later, three what weeks, three weeks, three weeks later, we have like Sam buying a place to open up a Nigerian restaurant for one week. Yeah, I was like, it's yeah, it's three five, weeks later. Yeah, we five days, it. three weeks, two months, I two think. months. Yep, and then two months we have West Ham. What you see, like training, and you like real, like 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 fucking aggressive, and then you start panning out, and you see like a way different haircut, which is a wig. Because I read an I read a interview with a what's his name that plays that character. It's a wig. It's a wig by that point, and he and I thought I was like that looks like Jose Mourinho. I was like, there's no way they got, and I was like, oh, that's fucking Nate. And if you don't know who Jose Mourinho is, he's like he's one of the biggest prick managers like ever to to manage a football team, like. If he manages your team and they're doing what you fucking love him, but he's a fucking dickhead and they, he has a two and a half year, like, shelf life, basically. Like, the first year he comes in there and changes anything. Second year he wins you a championship. And by the next year, like, the team hates him so much that they leave him. They fire him halfway through the season. And, like, it happened with Man U. It happened with Tottenham. It happened with Chelsea. It happened with fucking Real Madrid. Like, he's managed all these huge teams. And like, but he's a fucking prick and he always talks about how great fucking he is and how shitty everybody else is. And it's always all the winning are his ideas. And when, when he, when the team loses, he like, he just trashes his players. And so like, uh, so like, and Nate is based, basically his new yeah, persona is based, based on Jose Yeah. And they make him look like him too. Cause that's the, like the vest, like the train, like the vest with like the jacket underneath and like the white hair is like, looks just like Jose Mourinho. And we see Rupert come up and say something. Whisper to him. To him yeah, again. whisper to him again. Well, so he's obviously coaching West Ham, which I think is insane that he went from like being like a kit, the kit guy to head coach, head coach of a fucking premier league team. And like, makes no sense at all. That's the one thing I'm like, hmm. Well, I think well, part of that is <clears throat> part of that's Rupert. I think like yeah, hundred percent. Oh yeah, trying, trying to, to take get, away. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know, like just messing with yeah the whole situation. You know, yeah. I think if it wasn't for that, he would. I mean, he probably still thinks Nate is a joke. Yeah. How right. can how can I make but, their life worse? Yeah. Oh, let me get this kit oh, ex kit manager to coach my fucking team, and they're good enough that we might fucking win just to piss them off. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Because when he was owner of the team. Obviously, nobody showed up to Higgins' Christmas thing, you know, like, and then, like, when they're at the fucking funeral, like, he's, the no, entire team shows really up for the funeral it, yeah. to support Rebecca, like, just, I mean, he sees, like, holy shit, that, and they're, they're getting, he sees them get promoted, like, mm-hmm. like, what can I do to, like, trash and Well, yeah, that's make the whole sh- reason he, just like, only one he could hire away would be the Winkley. Right. Which is, because Roy Kent will never fucking do it, because no, he's a, Roy wouldn't leave and Beer wouldn't leave, so, there's only one other target to aim at there, and that's Nate, who's already disheveled in the first place. And he must have talked to him otherwise, like, at well, the that, funeral. It, they only show the two times, and both times are like, the devil whispering in your ear, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what it is. Well, and he's probably the reason that Nate dropped the, you know, oh, yeah. panic attack thing. It's yeah, the there, there's no doubt about it. Yeah. it. Yeah. I'm sure he promised him something if he yeah, did it. Yeah, absolutely. And because he's a spoiled jerk at this point, that's what he did. Yep. Right, there's probably something that went on that we don't see, but right. I mean, even then, you don't really need to. Yeah. When is season three? They start, it's supposed to come out, I want to say, I thought they said August next year, October oh, nice. next year, something like that. And there's only going to be three seasons, right? That's what they said, unless they can, ch- Apple can change their mind, but it's supposed to be just a three season arc. Hmm. But, 
at the end of it, when they pan out and they show Nate's eyes, there's like, there's reflection, and then all of a sudden his eyes just go black pretty much. It's yeah, like they go dark inside, and the color the, actually changes. That's the light changes. going out of his eyes. That's like, it's the yeah. spark of like who he was. Like, that's him full, going full evil, I think, is what they're kind of hmm. representing in that aspect of it. Because the color does change. It's weird. I didn't notice that. Oh, yeah, until it does. Hmm. Yeah, they be watching. I think I was too busy looking at his hair. Yeah, it's distracting. It's distracting. But yeah, the the eyes fully, they do go black at the very end, which is crazy. So a couple things with Sam, the number 10, like he plays that kind of like, as you, he, he kind of plays that attacking midfielder position, like the number 10 role. It's the person that sits right behind the number nine. And they, they, they usually assist. They're, they're usually the field general kind of. It's like Rooney played the number 10, was the number 10 guy. Okay. And so like, but Sam's number 24, and I think by next season, because he's grown so much as a player, and I looked and I looked and I looked, and there's not a number 10 on the team. Danny is a number 14, which is another striker number. Um, Jamie's number 9, so he's a pure striker. Um, Isaac is number 6, I think. And, but he, So that would mean he's more of a defensive midfielder, like which is like a pretty big you know, leadership position. But do players change names, numbers like that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Based on position. Uh, yeah. Like, if huh. there's not a number, like number ten is a very like, um, like num- like Ronaldo's number seven. Like a number seven is like, it's a very famous number. Like if you're number seven and number ten are usually your like your stars. You're like that's like okay. yeah. So okay. I mean Rooney when Rooney started with Man U he was number eight and then once um once uh. Uh, Van Nisroy retired. He took the number 10 shirt. Hmm. So, and then when Rooney retired, um, Zlatan came back and took, the, like, Zlatan was nine the, the last year with Rooney and then took the number 10 shirt. But now Rashford has it. Uh, Huff's favorite player, which is a huge, which is a big deal. The number 10 shirt. Cool. And so it's like, it's basically your... Rashford? Yeah. It's like number 10's a big deal. So I think Sam's going to take, because that dude tried to offer him the, sh- the number 10 shirt for, which is like, hey, I'm offering you basically like right. the best player at the club. Like, it's a big deal. Hmm. And so I think that, like, I think he's going to come in with a number 10 shirt and he's going to be a big leadership, bigger leadership role in the team. I think that's what's going to happen. That's one. I know that's just a soccer thing, but I like that's a pretty big no, deal. No, that's interesting for sure. Did you know that they have um, Richmond shirts? I saw they're coming out jerseys. And they have stuff, jer- yeah. they have jerseys. They're probably like like Bill Lawrence was talking about it on the Scrubs podcast, and like uh, he's like, yeah, we have all sorts of shit coming out. So I was pretty stoked on that. That's cool. He's here. He's there. He's every fucking way. Roy, Roy can't. Um, I don't know what's gonna happen to Rebecca and Sam. I don't know if that's gonna work out in the long run. I don't think so. But I think. I think Roy and Keeley will kind of drift apart, but I think they'll come back together in the long run. Well, the way they end this, it doesn't seem like that's going to be a problem, really. But as far as a thing, it makes sense that there is a path for them, I guess. But I think they won't necessarily be the focus as far as a thing in the third season. I think their relationship will be a little more off-screen, probably. I mean, I hope we get some more of Roy and... and, uh, Oh gosh, what's his niece's name? Oh, Phoebe. Phoebe. I hope we get some more Phoebe because that's she's ho- fucking hilarious. Oh, so funny. She's right. great. Oh my god, so funny. And you never see his sister. 
No, yeah, we haven't met her. Yeah, th- wasn't she in the first, very first season when she dropped oh, the she, off? Yeah, she might have been, yeah. Yeah, She's maybe. Maybe one episode, if that. Because I'm pretty sure she drops Phoebe off the very first time we meet Phoebe. So, yeah, she's just, everything with that little kid is so funny. And just well, the two of them playing off each other is hilarious. I don't know. I think we'll see redemption for Nate, probably. I mean, either that or it'll die. Um, <laughs> those are the two options. So, redemption or death. Uh, I have a feeling that somewhere partway through, we will wind up seeing Nate lose his job as the head coach over there after Rupert puts the sticks to him once he thinks he's broken. Manchester, and uh, we'll see it turn after that. So that's what I think will happen with Nate's character, is that we'll get a redemption arc just like Jamie got, kind of how Roy got, even though Roy wasn't really lost, lost. Well, I, I've, I've had the theory the whole time that Roy's going to take over. I think I think Ted's going to leave after this, like retire after the season. like Right. And I think go back to America to be with his son. But I think Roy is going to take over the head management job, and I think Roy is going to be the one that gives him his redemption, that gives Nate his redemption, and asks him to come back. Maybe that's. I mean, now, I mean, I I told Tyler that theory like before the season started, that I think that that Roy will end up taking over the position as the main manager. Right. Well, they did that interview, and I don't think this is it lends necessarily to what you're saying, but it kind of does. There's a batch of interviews that were done with Beard and Roy. Mm-hmm. And the two of them, the way they're playing off each other in the interviews, it's not the same as Beard's character in the show, but the fact that the two of them paired for these interviews makes me wonder if that's a thing. Because Beard's well, I think Beard will stick around with them. Yeah, I think that Ted, I think Ted will be like, you need no Beard, you need to stay. Like right. this is you belong here. If somebody leaves, it'll be Ted leaving. He's going to leave with Doctor Sharon or Sassy. Sassy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't see. I think maybe like her daughter will get like a college, go to college in the U.S. And so Sassy will want to move back to the U.S. and maybe he'll move with her kind of thing. That, maybe. maybe something like that. I don't know. I hope so anyway, because I like. There's a few articles that say, well, it's, you know, rumor sounds like, but because of the success, will they only do three? Well, and that's the question, too. I thought about this the other day. Like, instead of having the show named Ted Lasso, like, how come it's not named after the football team? So they could change once Ted leaves, and it could just be Richmond. Well, I mean, Sadekis said same, from same, the start that he only wanted same show. Like, They kind of, him and Bill Lawrence were on the same page. Like, they had, like, a start and a finish to a sure. story. So I think that that's... Sure. So you think it'd be a spinoff CBS? Is that what you're saying? If if you're going to do something else, I just don't think the dynamic would be there without that character. Got it. If you take that character out of the show to try to run it as a regular show, the same reason people have issues with the Beard episode would be what the whole show was. I'd watch I'd watch a Roy Kent show oh, I'm in not a heartbeat. Saying, I'm not saying that it wouldn't be watchable and it wouldn't be fun it wouldn't be good. It wouldn't have the same heart to it. Got it. And unlike that 70s show when you took out the two main act characters and replaced them with a cousin and, I don't know, the neighbor from down the street or whatever, and tried to run it for two more seasons and it turned into trash. No, they took away Eric. Yeah, they got rid of Eric and then Vincent Kelso left, too. After he left, that was the last nail in the coffin for that show. Same thing happened with, what, Two and a Half Men? Yeah. yeah. Didn't Same it thing. crash after What's-His-Name yeah. left? Yeah, they brought in Ashton Kutcher. Yeah. And it was weird. Made it a mess. The grants because Charlie went absolutely crazy when he found he had AIDS. But right. I mean that makes sense because that would make you crazy. Tiger blood. Um, yeah, right. tiger blood. <laughs> so I don't think I don't think the show would work the same way without the Ted character. I don't I don't think it would. I'm not saying you can't do it, 
but I don't think it would work the same way. Right. I agree. I just, I'm not sure that they're talking, they've talked about spinoffs. They're already talking about spinoffs and stuff. Sure. Well, like a spinoff show, I mean, you could do Roy Kent pretty easy as a thing. You could even do Richmond as a thing, but it wouldn't be the same show. Right. It'd have a different, it'd have a different feel to it. I mean, there wouldn't be any way around it. I mean, the, the, the weird light that Ted, that bring, the character Ted brings to the show without that character doing it, trying to replace him with somebody trying to make up for it or trying to pretend to be the same character wouldn't work the same way. I think in season three, uh, Rebecca moves to Grand Junction and lives with me. That's what I, that's, that's, that's what I think. Well, there you go. Oh, sorry. You said hopes that that's, a, that's what I hope. And that's what I'm hoping for. Right. I wonder if they'll win the Premier League. I mean, sure. Cause they said that like, they say, they specifically say at the, like, they're like, just to point out, they're, they're still trophyless in their entire, like existence franchise as a club. Yeah. So they're going to, I think they're going to win a trophy. I just don't know what trophy they're going to win. They might win the FA cup and they might win the premier league. I don't know like what they're going to do with it because like there are stories of like Leicester city a few years ago, like got promoted to the premier league. And then the next year they won the premier league and it was like a fi- 50,000 to one odds or some shit like that. It was insane. And they did it like, so I don't know. Maybe they're kind of doing like their, if Nate has his redemption, has some secrets about West Ham, what if they go up against West Ham? Like, that's the final battle, you yeah. know? Yep. And they still have to beat their biggest nemesis, which they've played two times now in two different... Is it Man, Man City? Man City, yeah. So, like, that's a thing as well. Hmm. But, I don't know. I'm excited for it. What did you... Did you look and see when it... There was no official official date, but... A few things said they're assuming August, so. Oh, wow. Sweet. We'll see. It's a great fucking show. Man, fucking tastic. I know my wife, you know, and I started it and I was like, fuck it, I've seen all these, but I'll, you know, watch them again. And she was like, we binged like the whole first fucking season, like day and a half. She was like, this is fucking great. I was like, I told you. It's really fucking good. True that. True that. Social socials, things, things, stuff, stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. Top five comics. Go there by comic books. Please. Uh, Watch DC Fandom this weekend. So excited for that. going to be a bunch of live stream stuff. Yeah, there's going to be a bunch of live stream stuff. It's Saturday. Uh, I think it starts at 10 a.m. Um, yeah, I'm super, super excited for that. Really excited for DC Fandom. Heck yeah. You know. International breaks over. Man, you plays on Saturday. Thank God. Fuck. Raiders play on Broncos on Sunday. Fuck yeah, we'll baby. See how that goes. Fuck. You're gonna do fine. You're gonna do fine. It's gonna be you and me at the top of the division, son. Don't worry about it. I did see another meme that I thought was that skips at me today. It's Derek Carr and that scary face that he does, mm-hmm. and it's just like um, Gruden. Mariota might start next week because he's back from injury finally, and it's like, and this is Derek Carr. S- release the emails. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. I know. I've seen all sorts. I've seen one of like Gruden being like, Hillary, how I take care of these emails, and she's like, and Hillary's just <laughs> no. like, let me, t- let me give you some advice, John. Jesus. I'm like, I was like, fuck. They won't start Mariota. There's no way. No, you're le- you're, he's he's now second, I think, for yards 
in for for the week. He's a Mario is supposed to be a huge part of the of the offense, though. Of course he is because he can. Plays and he, stuff. It's, ju- it's just like Taysom Hill. It, yeah. he, he is their Taysom Hill. There's no doubt about it. So. Mario is great on the ground. Anyway, you guys got anything? No. Mm-hmm. Anything cool? Interesting? Fun? Not really. We're recording. Got all the drum tracks laid down. Nice. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Marky murdered it on Monday. Of course he did. I was like, oh, yeah. Fucking did it really, really good. So it's a fucking G, dude. We're getting, we're getting, we're getting recorded by people who love the kind of music that we play, and I think it's going to sound fucking fantastic. And I think early on, you've heard it here first, is that we're going to call the album "Family Band" because <laughs> we we used to, like for a while we joked yeah. around that we were called Cloak, the Cloak and Dagger Club Family Band. <laughs> right, I remember that. And so we're going to like all the artwork is just going to be us in like family pictures up on a mantle, but it's just going to be pictures of the pictures on a mantle of like us doing family things. That's clever. That's pretty funny. Yeah. I like it. I like that. So is this one going to have, uh, uh, what's the, Oh, dick pic. Yep. Fucking love that song. We're re recording liar, stealing a moment. Um, recording dick pic. Um, the day that we stood still. Um, the newest one that I wrote, and then we're doing a gamuts cover. So we're going, to, we're doing all wicked. So Sweet six end. songs. Good shit. Yeah. Anyway, Ted very Lasso nice. Very Ted, very Ted, nice. Ted Lasso is awesome. Go watch it. It's good stuff. <sighs> yeah, we uh never uh top five comics podcast. Listen to that. I had some that Doctor Strange book was good last week's episode. Sure, yeah. I don't know what we're doing this week. Yeah, we're writing books. Probably Spider-Man and, uh, oh god, I don't remember. Right. Top 5 Comics, Socials, Wendell 24 Socials, T-Hizzle Socials, Kazama Huff Killer. Tizzle. Kazama Killer Socials. Mm-hmm. Just find one of our things and you can yeah. track down everything else. We're not that hard to find. <laughs> then like and share stuff, share with your friends. Yay. Share with your moms. Share with your moms. And I heard there's a new podcast that might be kind of cool called, uh, Adventures in <laughs> cancel adventures culture. In cancel culture. Uh, it could be the adventures in babysitting poster, but just with our faces. Yeah, for sure. Men to it. Well, like Fine. ski masks. Oh, yeah, because they want us. They want us to know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No one can know who we are. All right. Take us out. All right. motherfuckers.